This is Dies and Chewy X, the podcast, episode 100 for the week of October 28th, 2007. That's right. Hold on. Let me throw this stuff aside. <laughs> the party went crash. Yeah, the $8 party store stuff. Hello! It's episode 100! Triple digits! In high definition. And I helped. Everyone's here. And by everyone, I mean the core trio of the show. We are on episode 100. This is so exciting. Let's get the formalities out of the way in the distance in our ears coming to us from Japan. Who the hell are you? Oh, my name is Julian. I've been around these parts for a good, I don't know, 90 or so of the last 100 episodes. And before that, I was with the site since, what, 03? So, you know, I'm, I'm pretty cozy here. You are a pretty cool guy. Yep. Let's say hello to the woman over here to my less than proverbial right. That's Mary. Hey, I'm Mary, and I demand a better nickname other than the woman. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought you were going to say Mary. I was going to be like, uh, but that's your name. Well, yeah, but. So you want to be something other than the woman. Yes. What would you like? I give you this opportunity to create the label for yourself. You have five seconds. The magician. The magician. No. Just no. kidding. You remain the woman. Just call me by my name. All right, Mary, how the hell are you doing? I'm swell on this Friday night. I am nicely wired thanks to Z Coffee. Brought to you by Salmon Eleven. Uh, I believe you were watching old gem episodes. Yeah, but the public doesn't need <laughs> to hear that. They absolutely do need to. So if that's wow. Julian and that's Mary, the woman, that leaves me being the Mike, the Vegito EX, and I am excited for episode 100. Again, yay! Hooray! So what the hell do we have planned? We have an extravaganza of an episode. We got all sorts of stuff to do. It's going to be very special because as you can see from the file size and the length of the episode, it's gigantic. Well, in comparison to what you may be used to from this show. It's very special. So right up front, let me explain exactly what we are doing here. We are going to do our typical news segment because there's actually a lot of news to go over. We don't want to miss a week of that. We are not going to have a topic. We are not going to have any releases. We are not going to have any emails. We are, however, starting a contest this episode. Let me get it out there. We are giving away another Daisenshu. Yes, yes! On episode 100, we are breaking out another Daisenju to give away. So this is fun stuff. But then you say, hey, what's after the, the news and the nonsense and the contest stuff? Well, what we're going to have for you is basically a clip show. Now, let me explain this. I feel like a clip show is almost like a very self-serving, selfish, if you will, kind of thing, which is why we're also doing the news and we're giving away a Daisenju. It's almost like we're bribing you <laughs> yes. by providing normal material and free giveaway ways, in addition to kind of having fun and providing the clip show at the end. 
It's it serves a couple of purposes. For longtime listeners of the show, it's a chance to relive some of your favorite moments from the last 100 episodes, kind of uh, very condensed and one after the other. And if you're a new listener, well, it's a great way to catch up on 100 episodes in the time span of however long this ends up being. Yes, 100 episodes worth of in jokes and factoids and hilarity and interviews and other contest giveaways and prophecies. Dare I say? Oh man, <sighs> there's yeah. some good oh, stuff. Man. Julian, you had some amazing thoughts, which, you know, every once in a while when we do the manga stuff, which after we're like, hey, what do you think is going to happen? And he'll say something. We're like, <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Julian, you said a couple things early on with regards to the box sets before we knew anything about them. They're like these tossaway comments, but they are so dead on and so prophetic and so hilarious. So you definitely need to re-listen to that yourself. And you can be like, oh, man. damn, I'm awesome. The prophet cool. known as Julian. <laughs> that's right. The savior for us all. <laughs> Hundreds of years down the line, we're going to be like, ah, oh, there's that Nostradamus guy. <laughs> and then there was Julian. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So basically what you're going to do is you're going to hear a little episode one, episode two, and then some clips from those episodes. And we're going to go from one to 100. 100 Wow, you're going to do a clip show from here too? Yes, I am. I am going to take a clip from this episode and it will be at the very end of the clip show. And you you are a thorough man. This is probably the clip right here. (laughs) Awesome. To the max. Wow. So that's basically how this episode is going to roll. So as you can tell, we are all very excited. We have reached a a milestone for us because it's been so much fun for the last 100 episodes. And I didn't know it was going to last this long. (laughs) Me neither. (laughs) You're all against me. What did I sign up for? It's 100 (laughs) madness, triple digits, please. Where's my bonuses? Where's my new car? Jeez, you made all these promises and you know i haven't seen a dime you know what i think i have a dime in my pocket i have (laughs) one dime in my pocket mary here is a dime for all of your hard work for the last 100 so episodes lisa may i have some more i am passing you the dime what a tenth of one cent per episode awesome (laughs) that's right my services are greatly appreciated i'm like the ri double a yeah i pay my artists so well. I do all this hard work for you, getting your name out there and marketing you. You actually expect me to pay you more than 10 cents. I think you are the greedy one, (laughs) ma'am. I got my dime and I'm running. So we're just going to get into the news and then we'll have some comments afterwards. We'll do the contest, but there's important stuff. So let's talk about the news from the last week. Julian! Yes. We have an update on the official Sparking Meteor website regarding some password stuff. What we gots over here? Yes. Well, it appears that in um, the Sparking Meteor website, you can enter some particular passwords. And in doing so, you get what specific versions of the characters that uh, have uh, various items attached to them. And these characters are Goku, Vegeta, and Broly. What does it say yeah. for items? Like, what kind of stuff does it actually give you in here? Um, you get Z items that include Genkai Toppa, or Breaking Through the Limits, Ki no Kanzen Control, Complete Key Control, 
And let's see. Oh, and th- those are what Broly, Vegeta, and Goku have. Oh, okay. The first one there, uh, I think what people are talking about in the forum is the, the breakthrough capsule, so to speak. It's a toss back to the uh, first three, well, I should say, the three Budokai games, where it would give you all the characters' abilities and stuff. And I'm not quite sure what the complete key control thing is, but it sounds like you get three almost souped up versions of these characters to kind of mess around with. So that's pretty interesting. I guess so. If you want the codes, uh, we'll have a link to in the show notes for the episode and it's already been up on the uh, homepage of the site so you can click on over to it. Julian, we got some more stuff coming out in Japan. That's true. The Region 2 DVD singles for DBGT are on their way. Yay! I guess that's not a surprise. So, so, well, following up the release of Dragon Ball, GT will be starting what looks like in February 2008. Volumes 1 and 2 are available for pre-order on Amazon Japan at the usual price of 3,990 yen apiece, although the official websites have not uh, yet acknowledged them. They probably will eventually, I'm assuming. Yeah, I'm sure in the very near future we'll see some sort of official announcement. Things like this happen all the time where retailers have things up for pre-order and they kind of haven't been told from the production companies that they're putting it out. But whatevs, that is uh, good to hear. So if we got all of DBZ, we've got all of DB, and GT's coming, logic would prevail, I would hope, and that the movies would follow suit afterwards. And then, of course, we have wonderings about what about the TV specials and some of the extras. We have no idea. So I guess we'll just kind of make our way onwards with GT and see where the future takes us. Mary. Yes, sir? You can tell me about Funimation DVDs. There's all sorts of stuffs going on. Your favorite things of all time are indeed these remastered box sets. Well, I know they're certainly your favorite things of all time. (laughs) Tell me about Season 4. All right. Well, as you may have heard, uh, the Season 4 box set has been delayed. You can find more information about this on the Anime on DVD forums. Uh, apparently, uh, the fourth box set, which is the Android Saga, has been pushed back to February 19th. 2008. And as per the norm, to quote a Mike phrase, this is going to go for 50 bucks. Yep. Retail. I think we were expecting it around the end of the year this year, and it's coming out in February, which is a pretty long delay in between three and four. Yeah, I have to wonder what's going on. Uh, We have no idea. Let's talk about some additional Funimation DVD news, some interesting stuff here. We heard some rumblings out of Anime Weekend Atlanta that Funimation may be doing something like a double feature Trunks Bardock TV special DVD? Well, there's a new listing over on Right Stuff confirming a release of this for February 9th. Both the Bardock and Trunks TV specials on a single disc. We don't know if this is going to be the faux remastered-esque type of release, or if it's just going to be the original two kind of plopped together on one DVD. They've been out of print for a while. I know people have been having a real tough time finding them. So for those people, this is probably a good thing. Grab the two things all at once. So uh, we'll, of course, give you more info as that is available. More weird Funimation stuff. Another listing on Right Stuff is for Dragon Ball Movies 2, 3, and 4 box set, which we've had for a long time. It was one of the first things we ever talked about on this here wow. podcast. However, this is listing a new release of February 12th. 
This is really strange because I still see it in stores readily available. So what's going on here? Anyone have any thoughts? Could it be a remastered version? Could it be redub versions of 2 and 3? That's all speculation. Julian and Mary, speculate for me. Yes. Maybe it is actually out of print in stores that happen to have it. Maybe they just had them in stock. I don't know. Maybe they're going back and redubbing the movies with the old Ocean Group voice actors and the music from that first 13 episodes. Or wait, what? <laughs> the voices you know and love. That peel-off <laughs> was so good. Anyway, so that's that. More right stuff. They're the place to be this week, it would seem. Right Stuff's also got listings for volumes 5 and 6 of that strange Spanish DBZ TV release DVD thing that they're doing. I don't really want to talk about it anymore because we don't know anything. We just kind of talk about it. We're like, hey, that's coming out, and that's kind of weird what they're doing. But February 19th, so it sounds like February is going to be a big month for DBZ releases from Funimation. As far as I know, that is the news from the last week. Anyone got anything else they are aware of. Julian is quiet and Mary is playing with her hair. So, I think that's the end of the news. Let's continue to bribe all of our listeners by giving away shit. It would not be a special Daisenshu EX episode without giving something of major importance away, and we are doing so. We are doing it with style. We are doing it with Daisenshu 2 Story Guide, one of the best Daisenshu. We are going to give this puppy away. Because it is Daisenshu EX, we're not just giving you a Daisenshu. We're going to throw in one of two other things. We've got maybe Kanzenban 21 one because I have an extra copy of it. Maybe you would like that. If you don't want that, you can try this other little book I have. Uh, I don't actually know the full title of it. Julian, maybe you do. It's uh, a collection of one-shots from Toriyama. Oh, the, what, Marusaku Gekijo. Yeah, so that's basically his blank piece theater and you get to fill in the blank. <laughs> yes. So if you are the winner, you definitely get Daisenshi 2, and then you can choose one of those two things. Dragon Ball Kanzenban 21, which is notable because it has the two-panel Bardock thing in it, so that it's uh, during the Frieza saga. Or you can choose the Toriyama one-shot book. All fantastic stuff. So we need to decide what people need to do in order to win this. They obviously need to send an email to contest at dizex.com. Let us decide what needs to be in this email. The subject should be gimme a Daisenshu or something to that extent so I don't delete it. Throw Daisenshu in the subject somewhere. Mary and Julian, what do they need to put in the (laughs) body of this email? Mary, your last idea was phenomenal. It was a Broly haiku. That was my idea? Yeah. I've already got short-term memory. Well, maybe it's Julian's turn to come up with an idea because my brain is fried and it's early in Japan. Julian, what do you think? What did they need to write in this email. It's got to be short and fun, to the point, pretty easy. A monetary bribe. I mean, what? How about describe in 100 words or less their version of DBZ using characters from another series, but not another Shonen series. That uh, that's crazy. way too hard. No one will ever do it. Damn but it. I like the 100 okay, words or less si- motif. Simple. How about this? Describe in 100 words or less why you listen to this show. They could just have a one-word answer and that falls under, you know, 100 words or less. Well, yeah, what would it be like? Fuck you, give me dies, you? 
Pretty much. <laughs> do, do you guys like be that? Nice I, I, know because good. it gives me information, because then I'll figure out why people listen to the show, and they'll get a Daisenshu out of it. Pretty much, cool. and it's, I mean, what you write isn't going to be, you know, we're not going to choose the best one, it's going to no, be a it's random. it's going to be random. If you win, then, you know, we'll read what your email was. So. Definitely. You get your chance to shine. So that's what we will do. In 100 words or less, say why you listen to this here podcast. Send it over to contest at DiZX.com. We are going to give you approximately three weeks to get in this entry. We'll give it away in three weeks. Let's say you need to get these in by November 16th. That's a Friday. So get your entries in by November 16th at 12 noon Eastern time. Throw Daisenshu up in the subject somewhere and in a hundred words or less, tell us why you listen to this show. And we are going to give away, I must reiterate, Daisenshu 2 Story Guide. This is a phenomenal book. And as the weeks go on, we'll tell you more and more about the book to get you more and more excited. And then you get to choose either Kanzenban 21 or the Toriyama One-Shot Collection. Oh, so awesome. So that's the contest. We'll give that stuff away because we love you. And so now I guess we're going to turn it over to the uh, extravaganza for the episode, which is the reminiscence over the last 100 episodes. Mary and Julian and myself, do we have any thoughts we'd like to share as we go into this? I'm thrilled we still have the energy to do this. And it seems after 100 episodes, we're still having wacky good times. There's still a plethora of Dragon Ball related news and content coming out, Mm -hmm. despite the fact we're going into the 08. There are very few episodes where we actually had no news whatsoever. And it's wow. phenomenal. Yeah, it's been two years. It's a fun show. I'm glad we get to do it. Yay. Julian, how about you? Do you have any words going into this? Um, I've just had a lot of fun with this. and I'm really surprised that it's last as long as it did, but I'm happy with it. I mean, hey, we didn't start out with me in Japan, but I went to Japan soon after we started the podcast. Spent some time there, and now I'm back in Japan. That's different. That's right. You've been to Japan twice in the span of 100 episodes. Whoa. That's awesome. Well, uh, going into the little clip show here, which I hope everyone enjoys, I would just like to thank Mary and thank Julian for saying yes to doing this show and providing me with hours upon hours of entertainment over the last uh, several days. I have just listened in order to episodes 1 through 99. I finished today. It's not an easy task, man. It was not an easy task. And I think what you'll hear as you listen to it is... A cream of the crop? (laughs) Well, I was going to say how the show has grown over 100 episodes. The various things we've covered, the way we've covered things, um, the excitement and enjoyment in our voices as we cover these things. And we love Dragon Ball. And I love talking about it. I love talking about it with Mary and with Julian. And forcing other people to talk about it with us, like Jeff and holding Andrew hostage. That's right. (laughs) And I look forward to having more people on the show. We'll have some more guests. We'll really... I'm almost speechless because I've enjoyed it so much. And even if we had zero listeners, I get to talk to Mary and Julian about my favorite show every week. And that means a whole lot to me. So I'm going to conclude there. We're going to take it into the clip show. For the old listeners, I hope you hear some of your favorite moments from the last 100 episodes. For the new listeners, I think you'll get a pretty interesting insight to how the show has grown over the last 100 episodes. And for everyone in between, 
Halloween. Uh, I hope you win a free Daizenju because that's what we're about is sharing the Dragon Ball love. So here we go, folks. We will hit you back next week with episode 101. We trek onwards towards episode 200. Actually, we got the two-year anniversary coming up in November. I don't know what we'll do for that. Probably not much because episode 100 is kind of a little more significant to me. But thank you. Thank you, Mary. You're welcome. Thank you, Julian. You're welcome. Thank you to all the listeners. Again, see you next week. I hope you enjoy what we've put together for you. Daizenshu EX Podcast をここまで聞いてくださってどうもありがとうございます。まあ次回をお楽しみにね。Episode 1. Hello and welcome. It is、uh, Saturday, November 19th, and、uh, we are going to attempt to record our first podcast. My name is Michael Labrie. You may know me as Vegito EX from Daisenshu EX. And with me today is Julian. Yep. Yep. That's you? Yep, that's me. They <laughs>、um, also know me as Saiya Jedi, but I generally go by my name. Or,、um, yeah, just Julian. Yep. That's how I know you. Indeed. So,、uh, I'm going to pretend like I haven't been talking to you. So,、uh, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty well, you know. This is the almost beginning of Thanksgiving break for me. So, I'll get to enjoy myself a little bit and have. Huge amounts of food that I probably don't really need, but it's all good. That's nice. You get a break. I have、um, a day off. Oh, isn't it great to be in the working world? <laughs> Actually, it is because I'm not in a library working on a paper. Well, that's true, too. Yeah. But I guess they have their benefits and drawbacks. <clears throat> so I guess let's just talk a little bit about what we're going to do. This is, as I said, our attempted first podcast. Uh, we're going to distribute it through our site, and we're going to try and talk about a bunch of stuff that's going on in the Dragon Ball world. Interestingly enough, it's 2005, and there's more stuff going on now than there was like five years ago. That's true. Ever since 2003, it's been fairly active in Japan. It has been. There's stuff going on here, too, which is pretty impressive. It's really nice. So, we're not going to sit here and talk about it and say, hey, I really like episode 184 when Gohan goes Super Saiyan 2. Because that would be really boring. Or episode 120 where Trunks kills Frieza. That, But anyway. That, that, right. So, now that we've gotten that out of the way, <laughs> we're going to talk,、um, talk some news. We're going to talk some、uh, reviews. And at, we're actually going to have guests and hopefully in the future interviews with special people. I don't know who yet, but we're going to try and line that up. Yes. I believe that might be more of your job than mine.、But. That would be. And、um, I will try and you know, do that job at some point in time. All right. My All right. Can I borrow it from you and never give it back?、Um, you mean like my perfect file books? Yeah, those two. Yeah. No. Oh, <laughs>、uh, well. Episode two. Hello. Welcome, everyone. This is Daizenshu EX, the podcast, episode two. My name is Michael Labrie. You may know me as Vegito EX. And with me, as always, is my faithful manservant, Julian. I prefer assistant and or minion, thank you very much. But yes, I am Julian. Good to, to popular to demand and massive, I guess, convenience. Our first guest for this episode, 
and probably only guest for this episode, is Mary. Hello there. Hello, Mary. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I certainly can. Uh, My name is Mary, and I run the website Temple of Trunks, which is a character site, obviously, about trunks. Uh, I've been running it since March of 1998. And unfortunately, within the last couple of years, I've kind of, you know, not paid as much attention to it as I probably should have. But I'm certainly not going to let it die. (laughs) I'll let it stay on the Internet as long as the world will let me keep it there. As long as the Internet exists, there will be. I'm actually going to take a quick break and give you my dirty little secret. I cannot say Kududin on a regular basis. So when I speak aloud, I say Krillin. (laughs) The world is crashing down. Episode 3. Now, there's also this sort of weird anime comic being published by Shueisha now, um, which basically just takes stills from the anime and releases them as manga, which I find to be really, really redundant. But Volume 3 of that is also... (laughs) So, that is it. My name is Vegito EX. And I am Julian. So until next time, Episode 4. And to my right is someone that you guys probably have not yet met, and this would be Scott Melzer. Hello, Master. Hello. I have a new faithful manservant. I'm not locationally displaced. I'm right here. I would have to say that I'm proud of what I tried to do with Live and Let Die. That was essentially the classic done in an hour by a 12-year-old who doesn't know what the hell they're doing type of time. When you looked at a lot of the DBZ videos at the time, that's what they were. You'd take one movie, and you just throw a bunch of cool fight scenes, and timing was really not an issue right. at the it time. Right. Was, it was easy and fun to do. Yeah. yeah I did. And so... Some of the same thing with Dragon Ball. I'm proud to be a Dragon Ball fan. And it's not even from the point of view of someone who's like, oh, this is a guilty pleasure. I don't like to admit it. I can sit down and tell you why I like it. And... <laughs> I was an English major. <laughs> I, I, I can do this. <laughs> um, you film studies. I can tell you why this is, a, this is actually a good show and also why it's severely misunderstood. Well, so that's what I was really terrified of. See, if, if I was afraid of pissing off a group of shoujo fans, I'd expect, like, flowers in the mail. <laughs> you know, or, or, you know, a comedy show. I would expect maybe some lighthearted emails. But this is a show about fighting, about people getting killed, about <laughs> things exploding, about entire planets being sent to other dimensions. If there's any group of fans you don't want to piss <laughs> off, it's them. Oh, dear God, yes. <laughs> who had Dragon Ball typically did not have very much of it. This is what I would find. You would have mm-hmm. two or three tapes that would have a dozen episodes in the middle of a saga. <laughs> Episode 5. And we also have a special guest this week. We have Maggie from LovelyCyborg.com. What's up, guys? How's it going? Yeah, these two transformation games are totally different styles. The last one sucked. (laughs) (laughs) I think I got to the third level and gave up because it was hard. Well, poor everyone, uh, poor Krillin, everyone probably thought he was, you know, shacking it up with a a blow-up doll. (laughs) I don't think everyone knows what a Daisenshu is. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's good true. Point. <laughs> we throw this term around. I mean, it's the name of the site, so yeah. I, I don't know. The Daisenshu are these really kick-ass books from Japan. Hardbound. Hardbound. They're big, and they have these gold spines. They're essentially encyclopedias, and there are ten of them total, and they have numbers, and they look really cool. Uh, and I love having them. Lots of information about the series. Yeah, all the books right. do different. Right, you know what? I'll, I'll even do it with a high-pitched voice. 
Yeah, I know. You know, I wasn't original. I was on the bandwagon of hating Mr. EX over here. Aww. So this here's was, how was not just a fanfic. This was a Street Fighter DBZ crossover fanfic. <laughs> and oh, I, man. I believe the point was to have Akuma fuse with Cell. <laughs> and what, was wow. it, what would his name be? I know I made one. I don't remember what it was. I think it was Akusel. <laughs> Excel. Episode 7. In Daisenshu 6, it relates the story of the naming of this character. And this is a funny story. Yes. Apparently, the assistant producer, I believe, Seiichi Hiruta, was not happy with early character designs of uh, the big monster in the film. So he told them to make something scarier. (laughs) Uh, And so when he saw the character design that they came up with after this... Apparently his jaw like hit the floor like gone sort of sound like you'd have yeah, a any idea like what Jeff. volume okay. four what part of the story this would be I'm not exactly sure I think it's probably the part where they actually arrive it might actually be before that I'm not really sure how many episodes they're putting into each issue and I don't really have any interest in getting them <laughs> no see m- me either so it's, it's we have redundantly no idea. redundant <laughs> episode eight knock off the bowl and you've got his name. Vegetable. Vegetable. That's your not... number one favorite Japanese seiyu. Because this guy is so sexy, and yes, I'm gonna say this about a big giant green android uh, being. I gotta go with Norio Wakamoto, better known as Cell. I just think he's got this really suave villain kind of tone to his voice, and it's like, okay, you can blow up the world any day if you sound the like that. In particular, I'm thinking of where he's just nails it. Is I think it's episode 95 when Goku first goes Super Saiyajin. And he's up on the cliff and he's looking down at everyone. And he's saying how, like, you almost hurt, you almost killed me. And he says something like, And he's really quiet and then it just keeps escalating and escalating and he just starts like screaming. Episode 9. So far, the fellow Dragon Ball fan that I've discovered is um, 8 years old. (laughs) All Pioneer did was take what aired on TV and released it on home video. I see a lot of people going around saying, oh, Pioneer's doubled the first two seasons, blah, blah, blah. It's not entirely accurate. Oh, I hate that so much. It's right. probably well, one it's of my true at all. biggest Dragon Ball <laughs> internet pet peeves is people saying, oh. Episode 10. With us this week, drumroll. Caster Troy. Hey, hey, guys. What is up? Hey. No, 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 I think the first website I submitted my link to, I think, was your site. 
No Back shit. Back when it was homepage. <laughs> to the site? Oh, boy. Let's see. Do, um, there's this thing called bandwidth, and I kind of abused a lot of it. <laughs> so, <clears throat> oh, because since I had a lot of videos on, I think I did over 300 gigs a month for Planet Namek. Yeah, that sounds about right. Dragon that's the Goku we all loved. And Goku turns around, he smiles, and I start crying, and whatever. It involves extreme rage. Okay, I, un- I, okay. <laughs> I know it now. <laughs> you want to escape my room? <laughs> yes! I'm going to say... Oh, God, they all suck. I hope Broly. <laughs> it's mine! <laughs> stomp, stomp, sludge. Yeah, sure, I'll go with mutant clone Broly. Episode 11. I don't know. I guess we're going to hit up the news right now. Hello. Hey, what's I think going it's on better there? that way. And then there's um, Tanuki that I saw as well. Ooh, did the, they did they turn to stone and like try to steal stuff from you? And uh, they saw me and they ran away. Too, oh. but um, <laughs> I, I used to play anime songs on my keyboard all the time. Yes, Except but- um, in this day and age, Michael go to Best Buy and we'll go to the <laughs> keyboard section where they just have all the keyboards turned on and it'll break out some uh, heat carrying hey, no willpower. I can play heat carrying no willpower on the keyboard and, and it'll run away. Episode twelve. Faithful host Juliet. And sitting to my proverbial left is Michael Avery, also known as Vichy2EX, or as I like to call him, Mikey. Aww. When have you ever remember hardcore? He goes, ay, 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 ay. Oh, I've never seen movie 12. I thought he goes, Janemba, Janemba, Janemba. Not this Janemba. He goes, ay, 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 ay. Oh, that's right. This Don't is post Is this guy named Hercule? I'm not too sure who that is. No, me neither. Must have missed some like major events in Dragon Ball. I don't know what's going it's on. Karaoke <laughs> hour on the podcast. <laughs> Starting Julian. Mike cosplaying as Oni section. Nude pictures of Julian. Whoa, whoa, wait, what? They don't have those in Japan anymore. They got those illegal fine. That's not a word. Episode 13. Lucifer gets sent to hell. And there he stays. Where he fights Goku. <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess you could say that, but it's kind of separate from the plot of the movie. <laughs> My but, movie's yeah. better. It's like the most nitpicky fanboyish argument we're having on the show I'm ever. I'm get the color of the Kamehameha correct, and I'm going to write an online petition to get them to re-release the games and correct them. <laughs> it is a good observation. Episode 14. So in place of the news, what I want to do is plug a band. And that is what we just updated with on the homepage of the site. And it's the Red Ribbon Army. They're based out of California. And they're this uh, indie emo rock band. And they're pretty so damn we get this good. little kid who lives by himself up in a mountain, up in the middle of nowhere, with a bunch of animals and a dead grandpa. You know, what did he do with his grandfather's body? 
You know, I'm not really sure, and I really don't <laughs> want to think about it. All right, please have a clip here. This is right after he's killed King Cold. He goes from badass Trunks to, hi, I'm Happy Trunks. And he invites everyone to, you know, come have a drink with him and hang out, and they're going to meet Son Goku, except he doesn't talk so casually like I do. So let's play this clip of Trunks. You would notice about Trunks here, he uses the boss form. So he's, uh, but he says, ka? So how about if you <laughs> tell me properly the method of granting wishes? I love him. So He's so great. Um, yes. So he's, he's being very polite, but at the same time, he's being subtly aggressive and threatening. He's being a dick about um, it, and I love it. Yeah. And, and so that's it's not quite honorific speech, but he's moving around making a direct request. I love the show, and I would not pass up oh, the ooh, chance ooh. to see it. I have a great idea. We'll go, and I will throw the, the, uh, the audio file from the Japanese version on the iPod, and I will put on my headphones, and I will watch the movie on the screen, and I will sync it up while I'm listening to it. Okay, that's kind of that's cool. I'll that's buy that. That's awesome. Episode 15. Well, you know what sound effect is, defines it to me is that little, it's not teleporting, but when they move really quickly to get out of the way of uh, a blow and then just sort of vanish and it goes. Yeah, but that's normal. You'd expect that sound for what they do. What would you? I mean, that's not exactly a sound that occurs <laughs> in normal. Well, have you teleported lately? Daylight. Well, no, but. Okay, then I guess you can't say shit about the teleporting sound. All they right. And they just do that <laughs> sound. Yeah. See, the more normal landing sound effect kind of makes a, a more sharp a sound. No, it's not a thump, but it's like a tap. Oh, okay, I know the one They use it um, when I think they arrive at the Cell Games, and yes. it kind of makes a tap sound, yes. and it's very cool, and it's definitely not a fart. Well, this one is. Maybe villains are allowed to fart when they land, I don't know. Oh, I guess that's it. When villains land, they accidentally I pass gas. I don't call it a sound effect, but like whenever there's something shocking that's about to appear or something, they have this weird, like, I don't know... Like it's almost like a ringing sound, but it's like somebody messing around with like a, I don't know, like bending a saw and hitting it. <laughs> Anything until I get my two GT Perfect File books back. Okay. <laughs> I gave you back your movie twelve. It's over. I want my stuff back. Fine, fine. You'll get it in June. Episode sixteen. Last Sunday, February twenty sixth was the 20th anniversary of the Dragon Ball anime in Japan. On Wednesday, February 26, 1986, the first episode of Dragon Ball aired on Fuji TV at 7 well, p.m. Or was it 7 I was at MegaCon today and spoke with Lance. I don't know how to say his last name. Is it Hay School? High School? That doesn't matter. Okay. I spoke with Lance, the Funimation rep. I asked him the obligatory, what's up with DB episodes 1 through 13 question. But this time... I learned something new. Dun, dun, dun. According to Lance, when Funimation set up the original contract with Kidmark, who is now owned by Lionsgate, it was put in the contract that Kidmark would own the rights to those episodes indefinitely. Meaning they would always have to say, distro rights. I remember correctly, you were pretty damn well ripped off at a convention when you bought one of those books. Yeah, both of them. I think, did I pay like 40 bucks a piece for them? I don't remember, but I know it was something they like 700 yen for the retail price. It was pretty People insane. send us like 20 questions. And, and we're not here to play 20 questions. Although no, that might be fun one day. That would be fun one day. We will do that one day. Episode 17. Main complaints being the story is silly, and they don't understand why Hell has funny colors and gumdrops in the air, but if you were a fan, you would know why that Hell looks like this. 
No, we still oh, yes. don't really know why hell looks like this, do we? Well, well not really. But... I guess not. Aha! Uh-huh. That's a great question. Logic prevails again. You've ruined my. I don't like movie four because I've seen the goddamn Piccolo Dynamo arc, and I've seen this before, and it was done better then. And this character sucks. And there's no development, and the lackeys suck, and the stupid new form that they want to try and call Super Saiyan sucks. And you sound like the biggest freaking fanboy. I think, as my fan sub said, the shit hit the fan. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 18. I, I, I'll be Leonardo. All right, Mary. Mary, <laughs> I'm Mikey. Be, I want to be Raphael. Raphael. Because he's cool but rude. Okay, that I, means I'm you're Mikey. third. I'm Mikey. Michelangelo is fourth, so that leaves number two. So I'm going to go last. I'm Leonardo. Who's Donatello? Napier. I'm, that's what I'm going to call you. You're, you're still Napier. And now I'm going to call you Donatello. So you're second to last. And then we have Raphael. Mary, you're third, so you're second. This <laughs> is so confusing. Um, is it the internal bomb in number 16? No. Fred. Mary? Oh, God, this is probably so wrong. Is it the banjo fan? That's it. Oh, my God! Cargo? Wait, no, he was destroyed. <laughs> okay, okay, you I'm know, changing my answer. And this comes to me from, I don't know, I think they mistyped their name, so I'm not even going to bother reading it. But this email says... Hey, write me a letter back and tell me a lot about Dragon Ball Z and send me pictures and tell me if there are, the letter R, any new games coming out. Does anyone want to reply to this person? I can tell you a lot about Dragon Ball Z. I can tell them a lot. It'll all be wrong, but I'll tell you about it. Here, Mike, please let me do this, all right? Okay, go right ahead. (laughs) Now, edit this out if you so wish, but there's something about Dragon Ball Z that I've only told you, Mike, and one other person. Okay. It's racist propaganda. (laughs) (laughs) No, Nothing but. (laughs) Now, you see, here's what happened, right? All it is, you know, I mean, the the whole Saiyajin analogy is obvious, first and foremost. Most. But what it comes down to is that Toriyama Akira, his family was actually part of the Eta clan, which is based, not, well, not clan per se, but Eta social group, basically where <laughs> you're going to be looked down no matter what, no matter who you are. Of course. And, and Toriyama was just, you know, mad pissed off about this. So he, like, while he was writing Dragon Ball, actually his editor that Shonen Jump, they started, like, talking smack about him, or basically insulting him to his face. And uh, he got pissed off and said, like, you know what? I'm going to comment and I'm going to have your entire ignorant sons of punks race just eliminated, you know, like, like angsty emo kind of stuff. Episode 19. Our guest today is someone I've known my whole life, well, most of my life, and well, all of hers. Yeah. It is my sister, Alyssa. Hello. She is an old anime fan and a former Dragon Ball fan, I guess. Well, former anime fan in general. Well, um, it wasn't always my favorite. I've always been a Sailor Moon girl, but... I know. We'll discuss that Dragon later. Ball's great, when too. I got off the train at the station and went down onto the street. The first person who crossed my path was some girl dressed in a Gundam uniform. Out <laughs> there pretty damn early because we were like, oh, well, we have to get really good seats. Who knows how many people are going to show up? <laughs> so we got there at 8.15. The show was at 10 p.m. Uh, we were the first person let into our particular theater, which was tiny as shit. And yeah. we sat alone for about 45 minutes until anyone else showed uh, up. Yes, I listened to the Japanese audio track through both movies and did a pretty good job of drowning out the dub, except for those random moments when it's silent in the Japanese version. And the dub's going, I'm Piccolo. Cards, desktop patterns. Character profiles. Live chat. Desktop patterns. Live chat. Z cards. Desktop patterns. Live chat. 
Live oh, chat. Geez. Live chat. Uh. Live chat. Okay, he's stuck on an infinite loop. <laughs> Episode 20. I, I recall differently uh. this evening. I recall Unicorn. That move just cost me the game. Unicorn. I made another error so early on. Unicorn. And, and lots of more profane language that I'm sorry. I just gave this podcast an R rating. Yeah, maybe I'll beef you out with... I'll, I'll like, put in the word unicorn or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they show that situation at least three times, and it's different all three times in the TV series. <laughs> the whole him, Perhaps. like, he's in bed, and Piccolo Daima rips himself up from the top, and yeah, it was weird. Maybe they should have yeah. watched the show before they tried animating it again. Perhaps. <laughs> he looks yeah, really like, scary. Yeah, and he has, like, this lasso that he uses to, like, pull people away. That would have been but, awesome in Dragon Ball. So he's Wonder Woman with horns? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> not exactly. <laughs> yes, uh, he's Wonder Woman. <laughs> I like this. Meandering oh, to what the audience wants, which is A fucking Gotenks. sexy teenage Gotenks. Come on. Well, I guess he's not teenage at this point anymore. It's like 20s Gotenks. That would be so uber <laughs> that hot. even more hot than teenage Gotenks. And what more legal. Well, barely. <laughs> oh, hush. I'm allowed to be attracted to little boys. Uh. Episode 21. Well, no, no, no. Kame Senyin calls him the best in Japan. Oh, okay. You know, it's not set in Japan. But he was drunk, so, you know, maybe he just came up with the name in Japan out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, Number one worst haircut in the entire series. Should come as no surprise, although some may have thought Bulma would be at number one with her fro. This one goes to Vegeta and his mustache and his... I don't know what you call that. His despikified hair in Dragon Ball GT. Mounting the clouds, our great sage headed back towards the east and, in a moment, arrived at his destination, dropping down behind the red brick wall. Pachie was delighted when he saw him. Master, elder brother has returned. Tripitaka came out of the house, and with the old man and Shah Monk to greet Pilgrim, they all went back inside. Pilgrim stood the fan to one side and said, Sir, is this the fan? It is, said the old man. Highly pleased, the Tang Monk said, Worthy disciple, you have made a great merit, but you must have worked very hard to acquire this treasure. No need to talk about the hard work, replied Pilgrim. But who do you think is that immortal Iron Fan? It's actually the wife of the Bull Demon King, the mother of Red Boy, whose name is also Raksasi. She is also called the Princess we'll Another Iron Dramatic Man. Reading, because I really enjoyed that. I like being oh, a wow. monkey. <laughs> I'm a monkey, and I'm going to hit you with my rod. And feces. And feces. <laughs> I'm, and I'm going to pee in jars and make monks drink it. Yes, oh, this is the glory of Journey to the West that you're missing out on if you have not read it. Episode 22. Julian, I could try to say it, but you'll do it with such a cooler accent than I could. What's the original Japanese title for the movie? So, um, yeah, Wrath of the Dragon, not so much. New video game announced. Yes, more game news, but this isn't just for the Dragon Ball fans. I don't know what to call it. D-O-N or Don, I'm assuming. It's separated by period, so I'm going to say D-O-N Battle Stadium has been announced for this July for GameCube and PS2. And oh no, this is not just a Dragon Ball Z fighting game. Oh no, this is a Dragon Ball Z slash Naruto slash One Piece fighting game. Yes, oh. I think that's what D-O-N stands for. Oh, 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 hey, I, I never put that together. And Wow, you're smart. Well, I'm I am so loyal to my fandom that I left my place of work to drive home and remove the box from our porch and put it in the inside of our apartment because it was going to rain. That's true. 
Yes. And we should also note that you kind of work down the street. Yeah, I work a mile and a half from where I live, so it's really no big deal. But <laughs> but still, I left my, oh, my post. Excuse me. Oh, you sexy thing. Ah, yes, there oh, we go. Gross. I got my green scouter on, and my depth perception has just gone to shit because it's cheap plastic. Unicorn! <laughs> <laughs> Episode 23. So the sequel to Sparking, or as American and, well, you know what? Everyone outside of Japan would know it. Budokai Tenkaichi, or as they say, Budokai Tenkaichi. The sequel to this game is being called in Japan, Sparking Neo. And Neo is in all caps, and Sparking has an I, I don't know how to describe it other than it felt like the characters are right there in the living room. <laughs> and I guess I was just so used to the dialogue. I'm like, oh, okay, I know this. So, you know, the familiarity helped. Mm-hmm. But hearing it sounds so clear, and it, it sounded like I was just listening to like a, a CD, like, like and sounded like something that was animated recently. Especially because, movie wow. thirteen. Oh, holy, holy crap! crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I was talking to Mike when we were watching movie thirteen. I'm like, well, okay, wait, when did this movie come out? Ninety five. Okay, movie thirteen came out in ninety five. I first saw it, I think, in ninety seven, which means when I first got my fans of that movie was still two years fresh. Yeah. So it's it's uh you know 10 years later now and we're watching it and like this movie still holds up so nicely especially movie 13 on various levels yeah <laughs> not as, just the video as quality as a movie and the video quality <laughs> it's it's very very good. episode 24 yeah it's not too bad i bought a rice cooker today that's you nice to- are you going to cook rice in it well, either that or seal an ancient evil inside of it, you know, whichever. I don't uh, know why I'm still getting the domestic Shonen Jump, because I never resubscribed, and they never charged me, so I hope no one from Viz is listening, but I'm still getting it. <laughs> Anyways. Maybe he's uh, like a... Like a little, jump to no. the pool boy? Yes. Let's, let's, let's not think about that. Yamcha is a little cabana boy. <laughs> and on that note, I You're think it's time. DBZ ABCs. With Julian. With Julian. With Ju- me? Julian Sensei. Or would it be Grabowski Sensei? It doesn't matter. I'm just yeah, gonna... I mean not. What I got? Yeah. The entire series, Super Saiyajin, is not written as Super Saiyajin. It is written as Cho Saiyajin, with the furigana above Cho being spoken as Super. Now, have you gone through the entire series saying Cho Saiyajin? No. no. You say Super Saiyajin because that's what it says. That's what the character is saying. You'll actually get them. <laughs> Maybe I want them. You're guaranteed to win if you send me a video of you dancing. How's that? First person who sends me a video of them dancing wins this contest. Hands down. All right. Uh, episode 25. Fine, Julian. What's up with you? I've been painting. Painting houses. Oh, that's, that's right. You started that up this week or last week? Well, well come on. The property taxes have to be extremely low up on Mount Pazu. So that's That's you know, fine. No cost of living, yeah. Yeah, there's no one up there. In fact, they probably don't even know to tax him. This is going off in a completely different direction. Than and and they don't go food shopping that much. No, he has the Bardock special where Bardock runs in some place and like, tries uh, to tell everyone, but I don't think they were in a ship at that no, point. No, that was how Planet Vegeta. As Maggie would say, they're having a bang in time. <laughs> <laughs> bang in time while Planet Vegeta. Remember army robots. Discuss. Go. I, I haven't actually seen that arc. So I have no authority Here, to look talk. look at pictures. Okay, uh, let me tell you about these fancy pictures that I'm looking at. They look like chickens. <laughs> yeah, they look like chickens <laughs> and the robots. <laughs> That's all I got to say about. Let's talk about capsules. Capsules. They are the miraculous technology. Bon. Allows everything and anything to fit inside a teeny tiny little space. A house. 
You got a house, it. a car, a giant robot, a plane, refrigerator, um, refrigerator. <laughs> Cute little. You always wonder if people could get trapped in those things. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, catch them all. <laughs> think about like <laughs> the research and development on these things. It's got to be like somebody holds it in their hand too long after pressing the button, and you know. <laughs> That's asleep, that's got to be a class control. action lawsuit. EX podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, episode 26. It is not completely out of the realm of impossibility in the dragon world that they too could be fully tax-paying citizens. Um, of course, we also have to keep in mind the kind of power that the king of the world had after this event may have shifted dramatically, perhaps away from the man himself and into the hands of the bureaucracy. The coup of Piccolo Daimao showed just how frail his reign could be. And so without that kind of security and knowing that he had the authority over the world, it's quite possible in my view that... All right, enough, enough! I can't take it anymore! I am so... Bored. <sighs> Something to put hot things on, and they spilled soup on it and threw it threw it out. They threw it out. Threw it out. <laughs> I've been in Japan for three and a half months. My English let's, let's put out uh, baked soybeans, marketed under the Sensu brand. I mean, geez, if they're putting out Final Fantasy potion drinks, why have they not been mass marketed Sensu? Because I mean, kids all you don't want to eat beans. <laughs> all you have true. to do after Setsubun is over, all you have to do is repackage all of those fukumame and turn them into senzu, and there you go. Episode 27. I, I have no idea, Julian. It's not the porn that comes out of Dr. Brief's capsule, is it? No. That's <laughs> <laughs> organic. Paper. It's bright. All right, I guess you're just going to have to tell okay, us. Okay, it does belong to Dr. Brief, so I'm talking about Dr. Brief's cat. Oh! And this is my way of making thing. up for that list that I had where I forgot the cat as a cute mascot. So I'm apologizing uh, to the cat. I'm picking oh, the cat. Oh, well, I guess Julian wins that round. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I will now be signing autographs for only $25 a pop. So if you would get a line, please. Uh, it was already going. Episode, Episode 28. 28. Perhaps you know me as Vegera. Oh, uh, uh, oh, I mean, Vegito EX. Oh, we'll get to that. Hey, there's on CD Universe and DVD Pacific for something that seemed to be called something like the Complete Vegeta Saga, listed for $50. Now, for about the last month, this just kind of sat there in listings. No real information, no pictures or anything. Well, today we have more information, and oh. I'm a little pissed. Believe it or not, Funimation is re-releasing the Ultimate Uncut Edition DVDs. The entire first season, which they're calling episodes 1 through 39, some of which isn't even out yet as of this recording, they're releasing a five-DVD box set of the Saiyajin arc. Five DVDs? Yeah. So huh. does that mean more episodes per disc, obviously? It does. It does. So it's a re-release. -re yes. I can't believe this. This makes no it's sense to get their Dragon Ball Z graphic novel volume 26, which corresponds to volume 42 in the original Japanese runs, the final issue. And this has the appearance of Vegito, or as Viz has decided to call him, Vegerot. <laughs> Insert cricket. <laughs> I think so, pretty much if they did... If they did eventually re-release the whole series on the next big video format, it would be pretty damn sweet if they were actually able to work off of the Dragon Box footage. Right. So that could be new remastered footage. Yeah. So that would be, you know, in terms of 
uh, what makes sense. That's what I would like to see. And not that actually- I want to. Not that I want to spend the money again on no, buying TV series. You're not going to be able to do that. Right. I mean, also, you, you don't have things on the sides unless you want to crop it. But that, you know, right. it's designed so you can see most of the image. So. Right. As opposed to the movies, the TV series, you were supposed to see all of that. Episode, Episode 29. 29. Reading? Oh, yeah. You're building houses? Mm, I ain't building houses, but I'm getting some reading done. Get that reading and writing going on. You're going to be a learned man. Yep. So, Mary, what kind of uh, nonsense do you have going on? Ah. Oh, fire alarm. Excellent. <laughs> we'll be back after these messages. The listing came online sooner than we have our PR on the release schedule. We'll have some information on it, but at a later date. I'll keep the board posted, har har pun, on the news. Sorry for the delay with no info. And that was May 19th. Nothing else since then. Um, so, what to make of this? Well, we're not really Supposedly, sure. Supposedly, rumor has it, Advance Adventure is finally going to see its American release. I refuse to believe it until I see it on shelves. Episode 30. Welcome to Daizenshu EX, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Daizenshu EX, we cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of both enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. I am Mike Libri. Perhaps you know me. We brought on a special guest to discuss all sorts of uh, interesting experiences with us regarding children in Japan. Children. Yeah, you're making you're making that sound creepy. Well, judging from the pictures you've just shown me, it is a little creepy. Well, I mean, who are you, the police? I mean, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> Andrew <laughs> Kenny. It was a public place. <laughs> Excuse. Andrew. I was there getting uh, frozen pizza, (laughs) and uh, I decided, well, I'm doing that podcast tonight. Let me go see if there's anyone in the back playing uh, Dragon Ball. So there was actually more people when I first came. There were probably like six or eight people. And of course you uh, scared them off. Yeah, well, obviously I'm white. And um, <laughs> and so I, I went back, and I thought, oh, I should get a picture of this for Mike. And then I thought, well, I'm not, I don't live in this town. I don't know those kids. That might seem kind of creepy. So I I walked by and didn't do anything and pretended, and I ended up in the women's clothes section and (laughs) pretended I was uh, buying pantyhose or something. So I thought, well, I don't want to have these kids see me take the picture. They'll be freaked out and be like, that white person's taking my picture and (laughs) seem like a pedophile or something. (laughs) So I hid and sort of ducked behind a clothes rack uh, of shirts and, and, and snapped this photo real quickly, which is why it's not a great photo. You can't really see that they're playing Dragon Ball. But that's what the barbecue playing. party, and they all got really drunk. And then this one guy goes to grab my penis, and I said, what are you doing? And he says, oh, no, no, okay, okay, uh, compare only. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 31. We are here live. Well, you're not listening to it live. At Anime Next 2006. I am your host, Vegito EX, and I don't know where my scouter is. It's on the side. I'll take oh, the red one. Red one. And that's your evil one. And now you're now evil Vegerot EX. <laughs> to my right, for the first time in person on the podcast. Is your mic up back on me? <laughs> Here's Julian. Hi. Hi, Julian. Yep. Lunch is on Mike. Lunch is on me? <laughs> yes! <laughs> Episode 32. Actually, interestingly, on the way back from the convention, I thought of a great way to counter people who were, like, screechy, overly, you know, a little overly enthusiastic, or just using too much fanboy or fangirl Japanese in their talk. Let's just punch and that's, them? 
Well, no. It's to take on the Tsukumiro and the Manzai comedy. You know, the little duos with the, the idiot and the straight man. Let's just take on the role of the straight man and say something funny in Japanese to counteract the less than smart thing that's just been said. You know, things like, Nandayanen. You know, oh, I wonder why. Or, Honnazainara. In that case, I'm out of here. That kind of thing. You know. <laughs> well, you know, if and when there's a trailer and they verbally say what the name of it is, you can't dispute that. Well. They say Super Dragon Ball Z in the Japanese trailer. There's a screen that says that it's uh, Hironobu Kageyama of DBZ fame singing pretty much, well, not every DBZ song, but plenty of them. (laughs) And uh, Hiroshi Kitarani, who sang the first opening theme to One Piece, We Are. Now, that suggests to me that maybe we're looking at some new music yes, here. <laughs> I don't think DVZ could really be made to look that good in high definition, whatever. Oh, everyone's happy. Everyone saves the day. Oh, oh look, here's my dragon. I'm going to turn around and be like, hey, everybody, here's my penis. <laughs> oh. He just stands there, and it, like, stops on that frame for a couple He's seconds. This... No one's talking. He's just standing there. He's got this shit-eating grin on his face. Episode 33. Okay, all you great kids, in just a few weeks in August, you'll be getting your movie 13. Oh, snap. No, you're not. No, no, you're not. <laughs> Cry like a little bitch, why don't you? I want my tickets. Contrary to popular belief, Dragon Ball does not begin with the Pilaf saga. It begins with the Naked Saga. <laughs> it bugs me to no end when people say Dragon Ball has no plot, because it's this era in particular. I'm like, no, look how sci-fi it is. All these crazy ideas I got going around. Don't yeah. say it doesn't have a plot. You're, uh, you know, they're going at it, and somehow... They're going at it. あ、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、
Wow, it sounded awesome. Recreate the universe. I'm not gonna. Oh yeah. Knock sparking for being what it is. You've always said sparking is the game that recreates the feeling of the show perfectly. Right, and that's it's fine and dandy. Yeah, this definitely but it frustrates me. Respect, but yeah, I can understand it being frustrating. <laughs> Which is why, too. like I keep saying, I like the fact I can get this game, turn it on, you know, play a couple rounds, and you know, I'm there. Episode 35. I am doing splendidly. I have my rum and coke here, and I have my popcorn sitting in front of me in a nice bowl. So since uh, January 2003, Julian's been with me, and we've been running the latest version of Daisenshu EX. So technically, I've been running the same site, really, since uh, January 98. Been through a couple incarnations since then. Well, I don't know if it's really the same person running the site. I mean... That's true. Vegito EX back in the day was pretty cranky. He had a lot of stuff to be cranky about back then though i didn't like him no i live with the guy so that shows how much i uh, he grew a lot from for me to go from utter hatred to hey hey hey, in 2001 he took a nap for the first time since 98 woke up had a couple drinks good to go i looked at these (laughs) names and said who the fuck are these people i had to go on wikipedia and wikipedia being the phenomenal dub reference that it is Showed me which characters these oh, are. Oh, that's so sad. Lizard beaky thing, and the other just kind of looks like, as Mary would say, a dude. He's just kind of a dude. Just kind of a dude. He's just sort of there, hanging out, <laughs> like, I'm the doctor. I mean, oh, oh, that's right. Dyson shoot. Uh, what is it? How did I go? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 36. Yes. You've got Great Siaman Mark II. A little Videl action in there. Yeah. Huey from Getting Blown Up by Videl. Huey <laughs> from Mark. Getting Blown Up. Famous for his role. There was a big announcement that actually got posted on the main page of RightStuff.com that said the following about their Season 1 box set. It has been... Not really postponed, but delayed to a release date of February 6th. Now, not only that, but it had a message from the company along with it, and it says, We will re-announce this title with a new release date in quarter 1, 2007, and there will be other major announcements concerning the property at that time. These season sets are being enhanced and restored, with many new features being added. Runtimes and packaging will also be different. So mm. I like Cell because with the whole Cell Games thing, it was just that. It, it's just a game to him. It's yeah. not really it's not really the case with some of the other villains. They just, you know, have a sole purpose in mind, like I'm gonna be the strongest, I'm gonna take over the world. Cell's just like, nah, let's just play. Let's play a little game here. Let's just play mm-hmm. a game which I will the dragon's so gracious about it. Yes. He's, he's like, like, go hunt. He's like <laughs> 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 Let me spit up on you. I love you. It's my higher dragon impersonation. <laughs> Episode 37. And we have a special guest with us this, what is it, evening now? I guess it's about seven. This evening, we have Rachel, who many people will know from Dragon Ball over the past several years and hanging out with us on the website and forum. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm all right. Yeah. Sparking yeah. opening scares me. I have nightmares <laughs> about man-humping Goku and Vegeta oh. in all their 3D. Like, wow, I can't wait to like, get to this part about, like, happy birthday. <laughs> I, I wonder what episode they use that in. I don't know. It, it no, they don't. Kind of and the, the live version on that uh, one CD yes. has the singer going, like, shouting out, I'm going to kill you all, which is really... <laughs> I know. I know. It's so bizarre. I, I, I did, like, a spit take in that. I first listened to that song. <laughs> I first... <laughs> totally forgot about that, but that's awesome. I'm not sure I even know that. You have to show me that. I'll, you know what? I will insert a sound sample <laughs> right. Right, right here. Hello. 
Okay, August. so that four <laughs> Mike needs to write how to see. I can't even talk uh, properly. I need August to learn Ford. how to write. Yes, four and D, four and. Okay, so on August four and we have <laughs> volume four, episode, episode thirty-eight. What an exciting two weeks it has been, and by that I mean squirrels uh, chewed up our cable and we had no internet. Yeah, <laughs> damn those squirrels. Damn them all to hell. And hey, we got a special guest with us here this evening. Say hello to Andrew Deluxe Kenny, back from Japan. Yeah, what am I doing here? Um, You were drinking. <laughs> oh, that's how you got me here. <laughs> the voice actor for Ken Shinhan in the series has passed away. This was Hirotaka Suzuoki, who was aged 56, I believe, and he's had other Yeah, what roles. did we get? We got two little DBZ figures. I got the gayest, and I don't mean oh that, and like, you know, using slang. I mean, it? Goku literally looks gay Andrew, in this figure I bought. Andrew, look at this. Is this not the greatest Goku figure ever? He, he looks gay and awkward. <laughs> like, his muscles... Let me, let me pose him the way he was when we got him. Out of the box. Out of the box. This is how he was when we got him. Oh, yeah. that's He kind of um, is drawing attention to his crotch. We'll have to put up pictures of this. It's phenomenal. <laughs> and so he's there, and he's he fights with a kind of single-minded intensity. He knows exactly what he wants, and he is not phased in the least by Tao Pai Pai. No. And though he's surprised by this blade attack that comes out of nowhere, because Tao Pai Pai is now a cyborg and has blade <laughs> underneath his hand... Um, he pretty handily beats his former mentor's brother and basically kind of lifts him up and then tosses him at Tsurusenin's feet. Basically just kind of get sh- showing him the message that, you know what, you don't own me anymore. <laughs> Take your garbage and leave. Yeah. Episode 39. I have a quick story. Okay. And, and this story actually relates to what I like to refer to as DBZ penis envy. <laughs> <laughs> I do not. Okay, I guess I do want to know. <laughs> so Caster put up this post. He got the uh, Idainaru Songoku Densetsu for the PC Engine. And I was like, damn it, I don't have that. Caster's not allowed to have something I don't have. So I hopped on eBay and I grabbed it myself, along oh, no. with the uh, Saturn version of uh, Legends, I which is recall. also Idainaru. Didn't but... he get a much better deal than you, though? No, we both paid the same amount. Probably from the same. Battle Stadium! D-O-N. Oh, the announcer in this game. Hey, we're going to talk about Battle Stadium D-O-N. That's right. It showcases the characters before you fight, and it shows them on the screen, but the announcer also says their names. Um, Yeah, last I heard, the character's name was Naruto, and not... Naruto! when you get to the end of the single-player mode, you get to use these coins in a slot machine. Now, the problem is the slot machine is rigged, and it doesn't perfectly line up with when you press the button. Like, when you press the X button, the one of the three will stop. Except it doesn't stop when you press the button. It keeps going until the game decides, well, this is what I'm going to give you. It drives me Anyway, nuts. so Namo Amira is that, and so it's obviously a reference to Buddhism, which... Um, is kind of interesting for me. But uh, anyway, Namu is a pretty cool guy. <laughs> is, is this how you're going. summarizing the segment? <laughs> yeah. We have all this great stuff about Buddhism. And oh, by the way, he's a cool guy. Well, he is a cool guy. This is like such an, an exact description from something like the Daizenshu. When I'm always like, hey, Julian, can you look at this and see if there's anything interesting about the character? And what would it say? L- literally, Namu is a pretty cool guy. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, yeah, that that helps us in absolutely no way whatsoever. Episode 40. Well, Son Gohan is the son of Goku, who's named after Goku's adopted grandfather, also called Son Gohan. He starts out as a crybaby, but as time goes on, he becomes a big fighter and does stuff. <laughs> That's does the stuff. very abridged version of Gohan's life. And I applaud can. this. You know why he does stuff? Why? Because he's a pretty cool guy. Oh, right. <laughs> of course. <laughs> what I would have liked to have seen explored is if Gohan really understood the fact that he was kind of somewhat responsible for the deaths of a lot of people by his inability to act. That's interesting. But they never, you know, obviously... It's Dragon Ball, so it's not going to be rocket science, you know, <laughs> delving deep into the psyche of all the characters. But I I would have been a messed up five-year-old knowing that, gee. Like ending it at Frieza would have been ending it with the hints there, but ending it here would have been, This literally you know, spelled it out. Right. For the yes. Like, look, Gohan, savior of the world. And honestly, at this point, um, what stage he's in, they haven't even called it Super Saiyan 2. Those names don't come in until later. So as far as we know, Gohan, as this half-Saiyajin, half-Earthling, has just surpassed his father in some what kind of... What is he studying? <laughs> Do we know? I don't think we uh, know. Probably he's a scholar. He's, <laughs> he, he, he's studying smart people. <laughs> Episode 41. A, a bit of news about the upcoming DS sequel to Jump Superstars. This one is called Jump Ultimate Stars, and it's going to be available on November 23rd, 2006 for 4,800 yen, or Yay! about... The original artwork by Akira Toriyama. Oh, did, yeah. Um, he did a number of color designs, particularly for Giru, for the spaceship, and for a number of scenes. Plus, he did character designs for a number of people, and that can be found as a black and white illustration in the back of the book. Um, you also find uh, Kiseki Zenkai. Uh, and this is, uh, it's about the making of the TV show. Basically, there's guys at Fuji TV, or not Fuji TV, Toei Animation, who run into trouble because Toriyama's been doing lots and lots of action scenes, so there's no plot for them to cover in the show, and they're scrambling to try and create filler that's not going to make them look like idiots. DBGT uh, Perfect File Books. Yeah. And proudly, it exclaims, Remember DBZ. Not remember. Remember. Yes. Unfortunately, we just discovered that in the reprints they have corrected this English. No! So why if, must they fuck with it? So if you want to find this foul up, you have to track down the original prints. Oh, so me paying 60 bucks, I think. Okay, okay. You win arm. just for that title. I win because I have yeah, remember yeah. DBZ. Except I have it. Oh, that's right, Julian. You still switched. Has mine. Episode 42. Instead, we've got our friend Jeff here with us. This whispers free, nothing's in his ear all night long. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not one man whore, it's another that's in right. his house. And then when we're done, we're going to work on our own video stuff. Because that's how we roll. That's right. Jersey crew. <laughs> so I, it was like about a year when Otakon came by and I was yeah. like, guys, um, I haven't spoken to you since AWA last year. This sucks. I can't do this. Um, I need your help. So then it just became a collaborative thing because there was just no way I was going to do this alone. No. I don't think there was any way that any individual person was going to get this done. It, that was just the curse of this track. Which Very is much so. so ironic. I don't know. It's something just said, you know, maybe I should just stick to my roots and, and <laughs> make the footage look disgustingly <laughs> ugly for the first half of it. And so I did that for the entire first half, sent the video in, and Mike's like, um... I think this needs to change. <laughs> I remember watching like five or ten seconds going, is Jeff fucking with me? <laughs> In the TV series, uh, Gohan accidentally kills eight Cell Juniors, 
There's only supposed to be seven. And I hadn't noticed this until they told me. And so, of <laughs> course, when I'm doing the effects for this, I'm like, okay, I got to incorporate that. Hence the little countdown in the bottom <laughs> right, which is just so perfect. Oh, it looks so nice. And my favorite part is when we show this at conventions, most people that are watching it, they're kind of either casual fans or they're so wrapped up into it. You know, they're not watching every little detail, but there's always the one person that's watching the countdown. Yep. And when the question mark pops up, someone goes <laughs> hysterical. So. Look through the revision history. You'll see this wasn't me adding this stuff in. It's been there forever. I haven't ever edited the Frieza page. There's no way I could have added that link. So that could all sort it out, but that was kind of interesting. And so moral of the story is people think Dyson Trix is a reputable source of Dragon Ball information. Yeah, one. That's the only good one. It's got the... Chahunkawunkas <laughs> 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 equals sexy. <laughs> For you people listening, the anime premiered. Was there a Genki drama up? A Genki drama already? I love the Genki drama. <laughs> Genki drama. It's. <laughs> I don't even it's, know what that was. Happy be. drama. <laughs> Just Can't like Vegeta Ex and his happy friends. <laughs> yeah, we're giving away Super Dragon Ball Z. You know you want it. You've been looking at it. You've been like, that looks pretty good. I don't know. I don't know. It's Super DBZ. We're giving it away. Episode, Episode 43. 43. See, your problem so, is you've been translating that manga, and that ain't yeah. be the way they speak in. Yeah. Well, she said that I'm perfectly fine in talking, but <laughs> <laughs> reading and writing literary style is different. And with that in mind, I've actually started reading some light So novel. today, as we're recording, this 30th anniversary box set has come out, including, among other things, a book entitled Super Kochikame, which is kind of essentially uh, a long tribute by a lot of other mangaka to um, the work of Osamu Akimoto, who is the author of Kochikame. Uh, Kochikame, I, I should mention, I guess, is short for Kochira Katsuhikaku Kameyariko and my Hashizujo. Right. But anyway... Uh, <laughs> I love how you can just splurt that out. Like Frieza just tries to blow him up again, but at this point his henchman re realizes that He's a gag manga character. <laughs> and so he's invincible. He'll never die. <laughs> and though Frieza gets indignant and tries to show off his power, he realizes that he can't do anything, so he uh, chickens out and flies away. Yay! But then Goku shows up and he's like, where's that Frieza guy? As, as I said, I got to see him in moving, talking. Yes. I'd never heard him speak before, and his voice is so ordinary. <laughs> um, if, it, if it wasn't for the fact that they were treated like him like someone's special, you'd think that maybe they were he was just some person they just pulled off dude. the street. I know. <laughs> My favorite commercials when I was in Japan was oh I don't even remember what it was for, but at the very end the lady in it goes, like magic, and then this fairy godmother type figure appears out of nowhere and turns her into a piece of broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> and we are up to the letter Q. Did you find uh, anything for Q? <laughs> Um, not exactly. So, I, so I'm going to have to take a slightly sneaky way out and say today's word is Kiwi. <laughs> no, you can't do that. I think he Why? can. Song, Hito Kyoku. Just because there's a kanji in there in between Hito and Kodek Show doesn't mean you can just skip over it. Well, I have it written in my outline, hit song collections. Yes, but no, oh, never Whatever. mind. Whatever. But you never write it that way on the on the website. Just uh, you're, you're blind to the kanji that's in between all the kana that spells out <laughs> English words. I'm just blind to kanji in general. Full moon using the Kamehameha. However, later on in DBZ, we see Piccolo destroy the uh, destroy the full moon using a simple Kai... Kai? Oh my god, edit. <laughs> <laughs> using a simple key blast. Julian, how would you spell that? D-A-I-Z-E-N-S-H-U-U 
EX, but that's not how we spell it in UR. だ。いしゅだあるさ、来週があるわかい僕にはうだえます。まじでてきてみんな。いしゅきとら、いしゅきとまた会えるだろう。だいぜんしゅぽんどキャスト来週でます。Take it away. I can't. You <laughs> Okay. You can't follow that. I guess that's the end of the episode. <laughs> okay. Episode, episode 44. 44. So the mother becomes very focused on the upbringing of her child to the point that it kind of is an obsession. And that's what we see. I mean, that's really it. So in some in some respects, you could say that Chi-Chi kind of goes from one stereotype to another. But during that time, you also see elements of kind of subversion because she is very strong for a human. She has a lot of power, and really it's only in comparison to the incredibly insanely strong other characters that she seems Let's like... Let's just put it out there. He brings in these kick-ass female characters to really show them off and show how awesome they are. And then he just writes them into a corner with, eh, you're a mom now. And it, it, it seems to be that as the series goes on, he puts more female characters into positions where they're more prominent characters in the series. Right, definitely. Um, and that they do have more significant character development to them. But at the same time, they kind of end up the same way, whether that's And that's just kind of what I want to say about the mothers in Dragon Ball and Shonen in general. They seem to be plot devices to get more male characters. Anyone want to play off of that's- that? Something I never thought of. Why are they so one-dimensional? Is it that the the artists are males and they don't quite understand the female psyche? Or is it because the audience is male and they think they may not be that interested? And um, what effect does it have on the kids? They would have to draw the police officers and (laughs) it's just a lot of work for the animators. (laughs) Then Ryo-san would show up and he'd be like, you're illegally parked inside lunch. And then we're going to move on. (laughs) I saw that in Japan actually when I was uh, going out with some co-workers and we all got really drunk and we were at a hostess bar actually and one of the female co-workers who has two children um that's did so the dragon ball theme song to karaoke that's awesome and she's and she's in her her mid-30s oh, two doesn't people on an elevator this year <laughs> it was only two when it was an escalator oh an elevator Episode 45. I read engineering magazines, and there are things like air distribution model software stuff. Whoa. Things I can't even comprehend. And they're advertising it to me, and I'm going, yeah, that sounds good. (laughs) It was one big Dragon Ball purchase of the weekend. Oh, yes. And it wasn't actually that big. Well, it was so big that it warranted a call to Julian. Let's just say (laughs) that. He called me from the dealer's room, like, in the morning on Saturday, I think. Yeah. (laughs) I was sleeping, and I pick up the phone, and I'm like, hello? (laughs) I didn't realize that. He didn't. He failed to mention that part. Julian, guess what? I got Daisetsu 7. Knowing this takes place in the daytime. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I mean, check out the old version of the video. It was done from fan subs. Like, really, really, my movie A is probably one of the worst fan subs in the world. Uh, No subtitles in the video, though, so major props to me. But still, that footage was 
Oh. And then oh. against Dodoria, uh, Kududin uses it. Except he does a weird hand position. He doesn't do it the right way, where his hands are kind of fingers spread apart in his face. He kind of turns his hands around and puts two fingers on each side up against his it's head. It's Crudin style. I am so nerdy you, for... You, yeah. I'm actually doing the hand positions this. here in front of the microphone. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Mike. Um, I think he's just confirming that. Right. Uh, you know what? And as soon as I saw you do it, I realized, oh my God, he's right. Episode 46 satellite tv actually Mm -hmm. and it's not on any of the major networks anymore so i never saw it in japan um the only thing i really saw in the u.s other than channel flipping whenever i flip channels it always seemed to be they're in some kind of arid landscape and they're fighting (laughs) or or talking about fighting That was it. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty damn good. That, that was it. I am actually Sean Schemmel, and I do Goku's voice. Believe it or not. <laughs> see this kid with his magazine. I'm like, oh, is that Goku? He's like, no, that's Gohan, his son from Dragon Ball Z. And at this point, I didn't know there was a Dragon Ball Z. So I'm like, oh, my God, he has a son? Which means he grew up. That is your exact same delivery from when you told that story. I am so sorry. Episode five, I think it was. Jesus Christ! You know you remember too much. I'm briefly interrupting the interruption, but that's something I've never understood, especially about newer fans of things. When I find out that something is an adaptation, I inherently want to go seek out the original version. Absolutely, that was me too. Yeah, this is this is when I saw Cell Saga. Right. Um, So what came up? Why didn't you? I don't really. What happened? I don't really. What's wrong with you? (laughs) That's not the question. I I had a bad childhood. I just didn't. (laughs) Um, I, I. don't know, to be honest. I mean, the fact was that it was kind of ridiculous for me to be watching, like, three episodes of the same thing, technically. I mean, I know there's, of course, uh, some progression, but in right. one episode of Cell Saga, it'd be everyone gasps, mm-hmm. then there's a reaction shot. Then to that reaction, there are more reaction shots, and then something <laughs> happens, then everyone reacts, and then it's the next episode preview, right. with the title being exactly what happens in well, that I episode. I think there's one big difference that you're missing between X-Men and something like Dragon Ball. Oh, I'm, and I that's, plenty of things. And the big difference is that Dragon Ball has a beginning... And it has an end. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And the thing about American comics in general is right. they're just meant to go on forever. They right. just They kind of just loop and go on forever. And, and I don't have a song reference, but I would like to say that the word filler does not need to be pluralized when talking about it in TV shows. Okay, please, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I love the things that annoy you. (laughs) Certain things just get on your nerves that I would never think would bother anyone. It's so true. Grammar Nazi. My lord. You and your your fillers. (laughs) Although it does sound kind of silly, doesn't it? It it? It sounds horrible. Episode 47. Now, this game is all about playing the show, is really what it comes down to. More than any of the other games, I'd say. Right. I want to play the show. (laughs) I'd say the closest was what most people just call Legends on PS1 and Saturn. Um, I have always said that Sparking was a spiritual successor to it. And another thing that Sparking is known for is just tons and tons and tons and tons of characters, which we're going to get to because you hear that and what do you think, Mary? I run for the hills. (laughs) I say, I don't want to play this game. Because they all play the same. That right. a lot of people, including myself, had a problem with in the first sparking is that characters didn't really, you know, move in the cutscenes. <laughs> they were limited to anything that they would do kind of in their standing positions in game. Like they would just stand there and kind of shimmy shimmy and talk. Fly <laughs> far away from your opponent. You charge up your key for a while. 
and you hopefully blast your opponent before they blast you. Yay. Granted, a lot of the series is like that, but for some reason, like, I get it. I'm playing the show. It's reenacting it really well. But this isn't as fun as Super DBZ like is. said before, you've got your trifecta of Dragon Ball games. No matter which route you want to take, there's a game for you. This is for a lot of people because they're not necessarily, you know, old school 2D fighting game fans. This is for them. So for me, I say it's a little boring in that respect, but I still enjoy it because I feel like I'm playing the show and I can respect it. was our Bebby's shoulder. I don't think he's standing on him. I think he's standing on his shoulder I like think, a parrot. I think <laughs> so uh. it's just like... Little does Andrew know, but we are watching all 64 episodes of Dragon Ball GT tonight. <gasps> I don't think so. Ashanda Otaku. Uh, wait, what? You are. <laughs> These are the same kind of people who, like I said, are so blatantly proud that they've bootlegged the game. They've gotten it for free, and yet they feel the need to complain about how gay the voices sound and how awful the music is. Listen, you little fuckers. You get the game for free. You're not really fans of the show. I'm sorry that you missed the entire point of the goddamn game. And that's that it has the music from the TV show and has the voices from the TV show. I'm sorry that you don't get your little... (laughs) In this game. So, in conclusion... Go fuck yourselves. I mean, episode 48. I am now the proud owner of all but one Super Famicom game. And yes, I own a Playdia now. Wow. Whoa. Who's turning 70 this week? I'll give you a hint. She did lots of voices. I'll give you another hint. She did lots of main character voices. Oh, Okay. That's right, everybody. Masako Nozawa, the voice of Son Goku and various others, turns 70 this week on October 25th. We're getting a new Dragon Ball Z RPG on the Nintendo DS from Japan. Nice. Freaking awesome. Julian. Yes. Title. The uh, name of the game is Dragon Ball Z Harukanaru Goku Densets. It's a DS RPG. And another problem is that, you know, there's a lot of henchmen in the movies. Great, we have Sauza and we have Zangya. But for things like Movie 6, when Gohan and Piccolo, they fight the robot things. Well, the robot things aren't in here, so instead they just have everyone fight Metal Cooler. <laughs> wow. Over and over and over. Like, this is getting a little boring. It's not really a glitch, it's more just like character hit detection kind of thing. I was fighting a series of Saibai men, and I beat one of them, and his body kind of collapsed into a cliff or the side of a rock or something. And it was one of those things where his head goes inside the rocks, <laughs> so you can't really see it. But his shadow was still on top of the rock, showing his head. Oh it's God. like, where is this light source coming from? <laughs> it just looked really, really, really After awkward. I went through story mode, I don't think I ever really played it again. Because it's honestly not that fun in two-player mode, because you just fly away from each other, charge up, well, and yeah, fire that's, back. That's my problem with the two-player. Right. Is the one-player like that too, though? 
it, it kind of is, but at least in the story mode, you have, you know, your awful, <laughs> awful cutscenes to mix it up. And you're unlocking things along the way. I love unlocking things in games. It makes me feel like I'm accomplishing something. Yeah, but if we're unlocking stuff only to not play it in two-player mode, it's extremely pointless. That's exactly how I feel about it. And you could say, well, it's more the same of Sparking, but if they're taking away stuff, then it's less of the same. <laughs> it's definitely a better game. I mean, there's a lot more characters. They try to give them a little more individuality, but all in all, if you play as one character, you've played as them all, because you use the same techniques for every single character. Not deep enough for me. No. So there you go, folks. Sparking Neo. Shallow. Marlon Brando-esque. Yeah, why not? So Lately, Marlon Brando. Not so hot, sexy Marlon Brando. to grant <laughs> a greater power. Well, maybe I can help you. I can see that fitting him so well, it disgusts So me. now he's the Don, oh, in addition to... my chair and let me put my hand on you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is fantastic. Julie, oh, yes. we're doing a fan dub later. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, my God, that would be like... Episode 49. Uh, basically, character index. And I was looking through this, and I'm going, oh, man, what kind of order is this? This doesn't make any sense. Well, it's in the Japanese alphabetical order. Exactly. <laughs> is it Akasata Nahamaya? All that. Ex- exactly. So <laughs> I'm going, wait a minute. These two characters have nothing to do with... That makes sense to Look me in out. the center, and he's kind of got his arm twisted around him flying forward. And Trunks has a gun. Trunks needs to have a gun more often. It looks like some kind of automatic pistol. I don't know. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's a fun little part oh, of this and, and Otakowski is... Um, <laughs> Reason enough alone to put this Budokai on the list. I like how you don't even mention Oob, but you mentioned. Oh the, yeah, that guy. You mentioned the gay dude. I like the gay dude more than Oob. Sorry, <laughs> and, and Captain Chicken. Like the later movies, especially. I don't. I have no familiarity with Kula's dub voice, with Thirteen's dub voice, or Broly's dub voice. To me, I played Budokai Three. I was like, these aren't the characters to me. Then I played the Japanese version, and you know, those are the characters to me. Those are the voices I know. So if they were all to be recast, I'd be in this weird state of limbo where. These aren't the Japanese voices I know. I don't know these dub voices. What the hell am I going to do? You that, stop playing. I, I'll just I have to stop playing games. There we go. <laughs> Episode 50. So uh, who's the, you know, the big rivalry in Dragon Ball Z? Ooh, 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 ooh. It's, 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 it's Bulma and Chichi. Wait. Bulma versus the crab. As everyone knows, Bulma versus the crab is a quintessential shonen ra- Wait, no! Giant enemy crab? No, there are no crabs. There is no historical crab fighting in this game. <laughs> them, um, same race. Someone take it from there. Oh, so they're they're like Saiyajin and stuff. <laughs> yes. Only one doesn't know it and stuff. Yeah. And junk. And, and, and junk. Yeah, and like Goku gets his tail chopped off and the bump on his head and, 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 and he fights on the second good. And and he's cool. He's a pretty cool <laughs> guy. <laughs> Yeah. Until, like, this other guy showed up and told him what was what. And that was really confusing for all parties involved. Yeah. And then Vegeta showed up. You know what? Thanks, you two. Good hustle. Good job. <laughs> I, I have purchased Dead Zone so many fucking times, and I'm going to do it again next week. So or in two weeks. Right That's right. I think by this I bought it dubbed on VHS, bought it subbed on VHS. Had the fan subs back in the day, of course. That doesn't really count. So I've got dubbed VHS, sub VHS, the Pioneer DVD. I've got the Ultimate Uncut DVD. I've got the Dragon Box, and then I'm getting it again with the Funimation re-release. So that's six times. I think I have a right to combine the audio and video with this. In this email on the podcast, that'd be dandy. Well, uh, this is cool, cool dandy for you. 
Oh, uh, you're a nerd. Oh. So yeah, eBay's your friend, and yeah, these books have been out of print for episode fifty-one. So it is now Sunday afternoon, and wouldn't you know, the big news kind of, sort of came out, and it's kind of what we expected it to be. Apparently, there's going to be a video up tomorrow, being Monday, on Funimation's website, going into more detail. But remastered box sets, yay! Is this really amazing, huge, gigantic news sure to spark a riot in the hearts of all American Dragon Ball Z fans? Fucking uh, not really. Attendees of these tournaments just don't get it. They're so stupid. They come back year after year. This guy is calling himself a demon, and they're like, hey, this is fun. Let's watch everyone fight. You moron. Um, What's the matter? A, you don't like the letter? I can't think of a goddamn thing that starts with letter X. Okay. <laughs> Can we go with the Chinese root? Anything that starts with we'll, we'll go with Xinlong. Okay, so the star It's dark in the house. I'm kind of wandering around, and I can tell that the oven is on. Hmm. And I look inside the oven, and there are these strips of human flesh <laughs> cooking. Why are you laughing? This is scary. Because <laughs> you know where it's going? <laughs> yeah. Mmm, human flesh. So, human flesh is cooking in the oven. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's not a funny dream. It is very scary. Human flesh. Go on. Mary's a cannibal. I have to chain her up at night. She's like, oh, human flesh, what do you eat? Anyways, so I, I get away from there. I turn around and standing there, he's like nine feet tall or something. He's got his arms crossed and that fantastic evil laugh from the one and only Norio Wakamoto. Yes, it is his perfect cell standing there cooking human flesh in my oven, standing there laughing at me. And as he stands laughing, I run, because it smells bad in there, because it's human flesh. I run under the dining room table, and I'm like, cuddling up there. And he just kind of turns his upper body and watches me as he runs away. He's like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I believe I woke up uh, at that. Unfortunately, uh, there were several gaffes that revealed the fake nature of the interview. One of the things is the incredibly bizarre name that they assigned to the interviewer. First oh, of God, all, yeah. in Japanese magazines, unless you have a celebrity interviewer, they don't give the name of the interviewer. It's just the name of the magazine or interviewer. So the fact that they're giving the name of the interviewer at all is suspicious. But then there's the name of the interviewer, <laughs> and it says Nirazaki Tihashi Beri, which... You never hear that in Japanese. No. Not only is there no... No known surname of Nirazaki, but Tihashi Beri. <laughs> T- First of all, T does not fit in with Japanese phonology. <laughs> and that's like the biggest giveaway right there. And not only that, but it is one, two, three, four, five, <laughs> five syllables long for a given name. Right. That, um, maybe if you have like a syllabic N and a long vowel in there, maybe <laughs> you, would be, you would get that long, but not. Episode 52. So I'm going to ignore you for a second because oh. the guest of honor for the evening for our one-year anniversary show, we are thoroughly excited and honored to have Mr. Stephen J. Simmons. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. How Hello. are you doing? Doing all right. Congratulations on a year. Thank you so much. Um, congratulations on doing stuff and being here. I got, I got called on, a, on an LDS mission to Japan, so I spent two years in Japan. 
Okay. Doing the, the mission thing. That's where I really uh, learned most of my Japanese. I came back and did a little time uh, studying at Eastern Michigan University, where I learned how to not talk like a woman. <laughs> <laughs> now, you guys incorporated a lot of what was it? Three steps over the edge, and this was Curtis Hoffman. Curtis Hoffman's material. He was he was he was the guy that was around even before. So we had Toriyama.org. It was going great for a while. Getting mm-hmm. some nice information up there. Curtis Hoffman had his stuff over there. What the hell happened? There was some kind of um, server trouble in that um, the domain name didn't get renewed for some reason. Uh. I don't know. I don't know who was responsible, but for some reason the, the name lapsed, and then somebody came and 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 sniped it out from under us. That is bullshit. I remember that, <laughs> which is really reminding me of my age. But I remember when that news broke. Now, Steve, I don't know if mm. I told you this. But mm. the person who bought the domain actually mm-hmm. emailed me and offered to sell it to me. Ooh, uh, that's a bastard oh, thing to God. do. Yeah, I don't Well, he offered to sell it back was. to us, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> at least whoever, was, whoever owned it at the time. Right. So I, and, I have no idea what the price was. I know it was... It a, was four digits for us. Yeah. I don't know what it was. He put together a proposal for, for uh, DVDs and, and subtitles and an and original Japanese language track. Remember at the time, this was just when VHS was out and everything was a dub. Right, and there was only the edited dub as it premiered on TV. That was it. Correct. And he, he had tried to make a case to him that uh, uh, it was a regular business proposal. You could you'd be able to uh, reach you know this many more fans if you include this kind of a, a, a Japanese track with subtitles. And uh, what do you think? Apparently, uh, the, I don't know if it was how much influence his proposal had, but uh, I guess DVDs were, were coming into vogue at the time, and, yeah. and they decided to, to make a go. You'll notice that some of the um, episode titles, after a certain point between the, um, <laughs> in the after the Ginyu storyline or so, they, they they begin to look a lot like <laughs> the ones on my site. Yes, <laughs> yes, they do. So they were aware of me. Right. And um, uh, he passed my name along, and and uh, one morning about. Six o'clock in the morning, I think it was. We got a call from Ken Fukunaga and said, "You know, this is uh, this is what we're we're planning. This is what we're doing. Would you like to uh, uh, hop on and and uh, do some translation?" Uh, I probably would have left the O on on Kibito. Okay, why is that? Oh, because it's it comes from a Japanese word, Kibito. Yep. And usually my my uh, my criteria for doing that is if it comes from a Japanese word, leave it in Japanese. And uh, mm. and uh, so some 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 and they were jumping and they were yelling. There was a lot of background noise. Couldn't figure out what it was. So I just figured I I sounded it out as best I could. Figure out well, uh, there's there's uh, this kanji might go with this sound and this one and this one. <laughs> just you know kind of fudged it. Uh-huh. Later it comes out. Somebody realizes what they were saying and. And post it in Usenet or somewhere. I don't remember. It's Shonen Jump. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real balancing act. When I translate, I like to take every single part of whatever sentence they're saying and make sure that it, it appears in the English version somewhere. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be literal, but it does have to get each point of each idea it's in the trailer itself. It says, for the first time ever, the <laughs> entire series. It's like, oh my god, they're aware that you know there's a need to be consistent with this series. So because <laughs> of that fact alone, you're going to have probably closet fans, people that didn't have an interest before, or people who didn't want to admit they had an interest. Episode 53. I Well, I don't actually own the CD single. Even if I did, I wouldn't send you these songs just because you want them. You know, I fought long and hard for a lot of the CDs I have. I'm not going to just randomly send MP3s to people because they want them. You know, if I had to fight for them, you have to fight for them. 
spend a little money, buy the things you want. That's how it works. This person's under this extreme delusion that I'm lying to him and I actually do own the CD single. <laughs> it's like, why would you even lie about something I went like down that? the store. All they had was the dub version. And I was holding it in my hands. I was debating. I was like, do I get it? And then when I popped it in, Chi Chi said, what the hell do you want? I said, episode 54. He worships the guy. He worships Toriyama. So imagine for me that maybe Oda and Toriyama do a little teaming up to bring you some crossover goodness. This is too good to be true. This is a little too good to be true. You know, at the most basic level, you got Toriyama drawing New Dragon Ball again. Right, which is huge news in and of itself. But then, you know, we've had the video games lately. We've had the uh, the Jump Stars games on the DS. We've had your Battle Stadium D.O.N. But this is the actual authors coming together to do something. This is amazing. If I was now, Oda... Remember, Mr. Popo made this wish to Shenlong. Shenlong has already brought Goku back to life once before. So wouldn't fans that are, you know, hardcore enough to be assuming that Goku died in the first place already know that Goku was already brought back once? I, I kind of see it go both ways. I see half of the people, you know, making that, wait a minute, he, he made that wish and he's coming out of the water. And then the other half are going, wait a minute, someone died... Wait, he can't bring him back. At this point in the series, Shenlong can only bring an individual back to life once. Therefore, Shenlong could not have brought Goku back to life in the Frieza saga. It's inherently impossible. So the tricky part is, like you said in the manga, it's pretty clear-cut. There's no filler scenes. There's no awkward animation with weird coincidental timings. Whereas in the anime, because they have to pad things out, it's a little more questionable as to what's going on. But if you look at past facts... Right. You know, it is what it is. Episode 55. We're kicking it old school once again. We have a special guest with us this week. This is someone whom we've known for a while online, has made uh, a bit of a presence in the past, and uh, he's back in touch with us, and this is always a good thing. We have with us this evening Mr. Skits. Hello. How you doing? Skit Zero, I guess. Yay! The biggest outlet, I guess, was just, you know... For some reason, people wanted to hear my opinions. I don't really know why. I don't know how I got so big. It was just, you know, it was a cool layout, I guess. And I just kind of, I was like, hey, you know, check out my site. It was a, it was a cool layout. And I had, like, <laughs> you know, wow, it's a selling point. It's such, such fourteen-year-old kid grammar, and it's like, I was like, all right. You know, whatever. I'm looking here. And- Besides, they're going to change the name now. They did consult Toriyama with this, and he suggested the letter Z. Why? Because he wanted fans to think that it was almost over. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that didn't work out so well for him. <laughs> Episode fifty-six. It was the movie thirteen closing theme, but just with, with new words. lyrics, right? And yeah. for the most part, <clears throat> the the words were dead on with where they should be in the song, and I thought it was <laughs> really, really funny. Yeah. <laughs> Disputing the fact that this game is most like the anime. In fact, I think we've said that right, right. over and over again with both the original Sparking and Sparking. Like, we are very much aware and appreciative of the fact that this is so much like the anime. That is very badass, and that yeah. is very cool. We like this. Like I've said several times, Sparking series is obviously the spiritual successor to Legends on the PS1, which up until this point 
was the most like playing the anime with just lots of characters and battles and big attacks. And your first question, what the freaking hell people? Well, listen to our review of the game, basically. Yeah, that says our problems with the game. Episode 57. Welcome to Daisenshu EX the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Daisenshu EX. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining you. I am Andrew Diraksu and I here with Vegito Exu Mike Rabri, yeah. his his girlfriend, Kanajo Merichan, and I am here with Jeffrey Hera. No. <laughs> you kind of went back and forth in your accent there. I know, but I I I don't know cons- how do you say con- consi- consistent. I just remembered something. One of the biggest uh, dance clubs. In, in uh, Frankfurt was called the Kamehameha. Kamehameha or Kamehameha? Well, what, I don't know. <laughs> I, think it was, I think it was a Dragon Ball reference. Because I don't understand what else it would be. Hawaiian? Well, maybe. It's, it's the name of the first king of Hawaii. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, I well, checked my email. I have an email with the subject, Wake Up, from the same person. It's a long, illegible rant about... How I can't respond to emails, obviously, and I'm such a jerk, and obviously what I have to say isn't proof, and I can't prove anything, and he's right. Blah, 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 blah. And, and obviously some people have jobs, <laughs> lives. And- so needless to say, not only is this not a priority of mine to respond to anymore, but I'm probably not going to respond to this person at all anymore. Why would I? This isn't worth it. A couple more days go by. Um, we were actually at your sister's. This night, and I was Mary, and I was checking my email on my phone, and I oh, go. I remember this. I, go, I remember this too. Holy shit! I have pages and pages and pages of spam emails from this. So you just made up an argument to rebuttal me. That <laughs> That's right. Any, that doesn't That's have no any but- logic, proof, or evidence. I guess I'm just a, a Vegito ex fanboy trying to get back at him. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> yes, uh, Mike, you internet. are. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Uh, uh, we live in Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 58. So, you know, we complain about some English voice acting, but there's also problems going on over there in Japan. And, you know, we got the 70 year old veteran who's got nothing to lose talking shit about people. And I think it's fucking phenomenal. And she <laughs> needs to talk more. She needs to yell at people. She can do her Goku scream at them. That is awesome. Uh, basically, they're starting out by saying that they took an original Japanese film master. So, yeah, shows Japanese, anything that's <laughs> original is going to be from Japan. That's pretty much obvious. <laughs> I really do like mm-hmm. how they throw that in there. Yeah, but so the Telecine Masters, basically. Right. Yeah, basically. Yeah, am I the only one that's loved their evidence so far? I mean, we've gotten, what, Gohan's Eye? We've gotten, yep. <laughs> we've gotten Kaosama standing there, and then we've gotten uh, Gregory. <laughs> I know. Like, wow, that's that's the shit I was really hoping wouldn't get cut out. And sure <laughs> enough, it's all there. They pick such convenient pictures. The latest information makes it sound like the whole thing's done and in the can, maybe just in post-processing. Right. If that's the case, we're pretty much fucked. I mean, there's not really anything you can do about it. Um, I'm not going to buy it personally. Um, if other people do, I don't fault them for it. I just figured that people should have the full information when they're going into it. 
Yeah. I mean, hell, I've had a widescreen TV for the past few years, and I don't even want to show them widescreen because <laughs> I think it's going to look... I think there's a reason why they're not showing us what we're asking. I would respect them a hundred times more if someone just stepped out in front of the mob and said, hey, we've worked hard to remaster the series. We think it looks good this way. If you give it a shot, we think you'll agree. See what you think. I think you won't be disappointed. But the way that they're going about it, where they're twisting things, I mean, it seems like they're purposefully omitting things. They're trying to use safe zones and overscan as an excuse. Yeah, I mean, it's insulting to me. I mean, I it's just stupid, I think. I mean, there's a hundred better ways to explain this, and trying to use something like overscan and so forth is just like, I mean, put the damn dunce cap on me, because they obviously <laughs> think I'm a fucking retard. 2006 was pretty cool. I laughed, I cried, I had some food, <laughs> relaxed, you know. It was, it was pretty good all around. 2007? 2007. Away we go. Right, Joe. Um, Episode 59. This Madman post is kind of interesting because, in essence, they flat out say right here, quote, While we would have ultimately been happier with a 4x3 release, this is out of our control and is a decision that Funimation has made, but will present some interesting ways to view DBZ. Interesting ways. So they're kind of like, what I think is going on is that they just found out they can release it. And they don't know anything more than what you've heard on this podcast in the past. So they're kind of like, well, fuck. So he has um, announced they're putting out individual discs of the original Dragon Ball in Japan. Kind of similar to, I guess, the individual releases of DBZ. It's yeah, you know, the Dragon Box episodes, right. but individual for Dragon Ball. Right. DBZ ends next month in February. There's there four more discs coming out next month, I think there is. And then uh, they're ready to go with Dragon Ball. And they're going to start that. They'll skip a month, uh, give themselves a little time off. They're starting it on April 4th, which they're calling Four Star Ball Day. For those Aww. of you who remember the original PlayStation. And then there's this little button that kind of like lets it know that the cover is closed. So if you put a spring there, it tricks it into thinking it's closed. So you prop that open, you put a US game in, and then you start up the device with the action replay. That brings up a menu. What you do from there is you go to the file explorer, which I think on mine was the last option, and it would load up the contents of the game disk and just give you like a folder listing. You X out of that and it would slow down and just stop spinning the disk. Take out the American disc, put in the Japanese disc, go to start game. It's read the region data from the first game, and then just boots up the Japanese game, no problem. And this is how we played Legends in Ultimate Battle 22 in the Japanese We were in Chicago, and we did stop at Mitsuwa, and I did pick up extra copies of the Weekly Jump with the Dragon Ball One Piece crossover. And we're going to give one away, because that's how we roll at Daizenshu EX. Episode 60. Actually, the true story of what happened to Julian is his college found out he was doing a podcast for Dragon Ball, and his school said, we're not having any of that shit, and just expelled him immediately, and he's been homeless for two weeks. (laughs) We were talking about tacos earlier, and I realized, and there's a Taco Bell on the way home, and so I stopped in the the drive-thru, I ordered two Taco Supremes and and a... uh, carton of rice, which isn't on the menu, but by the way, if you go to Taco Bell and get the carton of, the, the bowl of rice, it's fucking awesome. It's red rice with chives and, and cheddar cheese. It's really good. Mm-hmm. So, uh, as, um, as they tell me my total and I'm driving up, I realize I don't have my wallet and I'm looking through the car and everything and I don't have it. So I get up to the window and he's like, here's your order. I'm like, um, I'm sorry, dude. 
I forgot my wallet. I don't have it with me. Is there like any way we can like work this out so I can get my tacos? <laughs> because <laughs> that's what's important right now. Well, yeah. I mean, well, you have to prioritize. And the most exactly. immediate need was the tacos. Exactly. And he was like, "Well, I'll tell you what, what I'll do. I'll I'll let you have the tacos, and all you have to do is is call this number and 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 do a little survey and, and say something nice about Taco Bell." And I was like. I can do that. <laughs> Just so you guys know, there's been there's been extensive research done on this topic. If you look at Mike's floor right now, there is pile after pile in a circular formation on his carpet right now. We'll have to take pictures of this. I got my camera. I got my camera. Then phone. On the next page, it's that first person arcade fighting game. They call it an arcade activator game. You remember the activator, right? Oh, I remember the activator. Yeah. Yeah. This game will make you cry. Final Flash. So they knew something about the series to be able to say Final Flash. And yet they called that game uh, Super Brutoda and they just called it Dragon Ball Z2. Right. Which is ironic since, you know, there would be a game called simply Dragon Ball Z2. Either uh, me or other people, probably just a lot of fans in general, would send Dragon Ball fan art and draw trunks. And for some reason they actually specifically addressed the issue of trunks fan art during one of, um, you know, their broadcasts. They, They had a rule that was like, you can only um, send in pictures for characters that have appeared on Toonami programming. This means no trunks. <laughs> and the fact that they address the character by name. They were getting it, so much. It's like, what was the mentality to not release the game? The Dragon Ball games? Yeah. Well, there were so many games, and we didn't get the series for so long. So I, I think if, if they were going to release a game, fans in the U.S. wouldn't even know who those characters were because it was so far past them. But then I wonder, well, what about Final Bout then? Because we didn't have Dragon Ball GT. By the way, Jeff, Jeff is drunk. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I am. No, I'm not, actually, it was just a little bit of rum. Holy crap. <laughs> well, let me get you some more, my good friend. That's a guitar. <laughs> no, my glass is right next to it. <laughs> well, it's just as good as a smack in the head from a guitar, isn't it? Put the two of them together, you got Episode 61. Haruka Naru Goku Densets. See, I spilled it right in the outline there. Yeah, that's about the only place. Ah, that would have been right? really funny, too. <laughs> because you draw, like, Piccolo in there. <laughs> the, Put him in the group shot. <laughs> the picture pans, and you know their editing was so bad, so Piccolo's head would be moving all over the place for those couple of frames. <laughs> that would be great. Wait, wait Mary, a minute. Piccolo was our Piccolo? best friend. Mary, I'm ripping this. You're getting to work. Like, I can kind of imagine, you know, like, I don't know, Gen Fukunaga or... Just somebody conveniently, you know, setting them aside, putting like <laughs> that I don't know, lost a, them for a while. like a, a, a can of coke on top of it, and being like, "No, where did I put those tapes? Where did those masters go?" Ah, uh, we'll just start it later in the series, and uh, we'll we'll figure it out once we. It'll you be know. great. I hate to give them credit for it, but fucking up Dragon Ball gets some attention from the people who otherwise wouldn't be giving it attention. It's True. it's disgusting and admirable at the same time. So the first part about the fireworks of Planet Vegeta, I wouldn't really chalk that up to um, Frieza's form of speech so much as him being a uh, passive-aggressive, condescending asshole. Um, <laughs> I love how you sense the word shit in their email, and then you go and say the word asshole describing Frieza. Only I get to say those words, dammit. <laughs> Episode 62. And that's that they dropped, as I said on the website, the single word in the title that your typical American fan actually knows, being the name of the main character. They took that out of the title. Instead, they <laughs> kept some excruciatingly... <laughs> I gotta start over. 
<laughs> no, I think that makes sense. <laughs> so here we are. It's been a long time since the game came out, but I think it's about time we review this little do-diddly of a game, and that game is indeed Jump Ultimate Stars for the Japanese Nintendo DS. And hang with us to talk about it. We have not heard from you in a long-ass time on the show. Mr. Caster Troy, what going on? Hey, guys. What's happening? Uh, We mentioned before the evolution system is very import-friendly. I gotta say, the rest of the game is pretty import-friendly, too. And I'm talking about the name romanizations here. Some of the best romanizations I have ever seen in a Japanese game, especially considering how many series are in here. Goku Hmm. is spelled correctly, just G-O-K-U. Is Frieza spelled correctly? I haven't unlocked him yet. Oh, you haven't unlocked him? Okay. Well, we need to take the time out here for me to load up my Frieza and Boo deck so I can see how they spell them. No! It's spelled with an I. (laughs) So my story is tonight I played my first battle, finally, against Japanese people. (laughs) And I would like to go on record as saying, I officially declare the entire country of Japan a complete bunch of douche pussies. Aww. What they did, this was such a bullshit move. I actually wanted to fight. Apparently in Japan, you don't fight. So I'm fighting all these people. I'm doing all my attacks. All three of them gang up on me. All right, to be expected. I'm American, whatever. All the Japanese are going to gang up on me. I don't, American. I don't really care so much about that. It was actually kind of funny. After I um, my character was killed, they were all still alive, so the time kept running out. The one dude was playing as Luffy. He came over, and he's got this attack where he kind of like stomps you with his foot. So my character's dead body was just laying there black and white, and the Luffy guy just kept stomping me over and just like hitting his <laughs> foot on me. Not that it was doing any damage, because I was already dead. It was just kind of like being an ass about it. But the three of them... Them, they didn't attack each other. They just sat there doing nothing. What? I'm like, wait a minute, what the hell is going on? Now, they couldn't have all three just been friends because I was doing just random battles Wi-Fi mode. If they were all friends, I wouldn't have been able to join up with them. I'm like, all right, there's something very strange about this. Maybe they're just fucking with me because... Now, I'm some American guy with English letters in his name. What's going on here? And so, because none of those three lost for the entire match and went into sudden death. Everyone falls down and it's the first person to you know, get their hits in wins. The three of them just sit there. No one's hitting each other. What the hell is going on? I realized what was going on when the match ended and all three of them got first place and a win added to their rank. What? The three douches, yes. All just sat there, not fighting, just so they could get another win added to their fucking online ranking. A bunch of crap. That is such bullshit. I want to play the goddamn game. Apparently they don't. So, you know what? Like, fuck Japan. Fuck fuck these Japanese players. I'm going to stick with my American otaku friends who just want to beat the shit out of each other. And (laughs) we're going to go over to Japan and, like, beat up children who don't want to fight in the game. So we'll fight in real life and see what they do. Oh, no. Episode 63. About a couple days later, I go check my website, and they had recently upgraded everyone's accounts from 10 gigs to 250 gigs for each basic person. And I had a basic account. That was cool. Very nice. I know. But I go to my web space, and I look at the size that it said I had. And I'm looking at it. It says 2.5 terabytes. (laughs) And I'm like, holy shit. I have 2.5 terabytes for my website. 
what the hell am I going to do with 2.5 terabytes? Sweet widescreen monitor. Pretty awesome. So I'm doing the podcast on this new setup for the first time. I'm really looking forward to how this turns out. But so. you know, with all this great technology, Mike, uh, this really leads us into some interesting possibilities, you know? That, that's true. It does. Yeah. You know, I've been thinking about this for a while. I was wondering, like, you know, with all this stuff coming in, probably do some pretty cool stuff. You got something planned? I would like to say right here on this very show, Funimation, you are not the only ones that can do this. That's right. We have the capabilities. We have the power. We have the knowledge. And we have the will. Right here on Daizenshu EX, the podcast, episode 63, I would like to cut right now to our audio press release. We have cameras. They're knocking on the door. We're cutting away right now. Come on in. Come on in. They've got cameras. I, I can't believe this. This is phenomenal. Folks, our first audio press release on Daizenshu EX, the podcast. Here we go. Hey, kids, do you like the internet? Yay! Do you like podcasts? Yay! Do you like widescreen? What? I don't know. Do you like high, high definition? definition? Wait. Uh, what? Uh. Dai EX is proud to announce an all-new, never-before-heard experience. We've digitally remastered every episode of this phenomenal podcast in a glistening 1080p widescreen presentation. We brought the original Japanese uncut masters to a state-of-the-art facility for an automatic, no-nonsense, no-supervision remaster. Complete with the voices you know and love. The way it was meant to be heard. We are proud to deliver Daizenshu EX in this new format, consistent from beginning to end for the first time in America. Look for the Daizenshu EX Season 1 Ultimate Uncut Super Special Remastered High Definition Edition Podcast. Coming soon to a series of tubes near you. So there you go, folks. Biggest announcement of the what year. What we're going to do is the way I'd like to do this is once a month, hopefully the first episode of every month, we're going to go volume by volume with the manga, Dragon Ball. We're going to do a brief description of what happens in that volume. Uh, hopefully you've read it by now, and if you haven't, you're going to have a lot of stuff spoiled for you. But if you're on episode 63 of the podcast, by now you've had everything spoiled for you. You know, the series is old, so we kind of say... We're spoiling. We're going to go forward like this. We're going to talk about the manga. We kind of have two perspectives here. Mary and myself have read the manga before, especially this early stuff. And we know pretty well. Mm-hmm. We've read it. I guess you can say we looked at it in Japanese. Mm-hmm. I haven't actually <laughs> looked or read the whole thing. Like, I still haven't read or watched the Red Ribbon stuff. That's so, true. So, so when we surprise. get to that, that's going to be new to you. Mm-hmm. But for uh, at least we're going to start with Volume 1, obviously. Uh, Mary, you and I have both read this. We first read it in English when Viz first put it out in their monthly format. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember when that was. You can look on our site in the manga reference guide for those dates. We read it again when Viz re-released it in their Shonen Jump format. Like I said, we flipped through it in its original Japanese. We have the Kanzenban. We've seen the TV episodes. We know this really well. And then we have Jeff over here. Jeff's going to be our other perspective on this. You have a, a decent familiarity with the series. Pretty much. Y- you know the ins and outs. Yeah. But you've never read the manga. Never. So this is all new to you. Kind of wandering around, getting into a little fight with a bear and a sword. I will say that the bear and the sword is the most important character in the entire manga for the sole purpose of providing bears to fight in Legacy of Goku (laughs) Games. (laughs) Episode 64. So we should introduce the man himself. And that's not Cell. That is Mr. Norio Wakamoto. Yep. Who uh, you may know from such prominent roles as Vega slash M. Bison, depending on where in the 
hell in the world you are, from the Street Fighter games. Also did Vicious and Cowboy Bebop. Of course, Mechazawa and Cromarty. But, you know, mm. his most important role in all of Japanese television... Oh, 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 is, is, is Chio's father from Azumanga Daio. While that, is, while that is important, I do believe the oh. single most important role is clearly the eye-catch narrator from Scryde. Oh, that's true. Uh, I thought it was interesting the way he kind of makes his voice a little bit gravelly and makes the weird sort of noises while he talks. Yeah. I mean, his speaking style is the lines that he has are pretty consistent in terms of style right. and formality the way th- the whole way through. But right. he, he alters his voice every single time to give it a weird kind He's of He's just character. kind of sitting up there, and this is what you hear. of the boxes, where it showed all the characters and their names, it listed the character as... Mr. Savage. Mr. Savage. And that would be your um, your idea of, couldn't they pick a name that sounds close enough to Satan? Mm. Well, I guess this is what they were thinking. Episode 65. Yeah, I mean, it's a stripped-down release. That's cool. I mean, the thing that kind of throws me about it is... Now we can get to that later in terms of the video, but it mm-hmm. seems like they couldn't decide between doing a budget release or doing a big budget release. I know. Because it's like, okay, it's cheap, it's got a bunch of episodes, it's all at once, it's in a brick, but it's gone through a remastering process using $2 million of equipment, all the bells and whistles, so it's <laughs> kind of like they just sort of kept tossing a coin and leading their advertising campaign. Oh, yeah, he's way. talking about restoration here. He says, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to take out that original uh, film noise that was there. And okay, we're seeing a clip. It, it looks pretty standard for the original uh, TV. And then he says the first step is removing all the noise using this HD processor. Well, that's fine. Except in the sample they give, the noise on the left side's at 29.97 frames a second. The animation's at 24. In other words, Funimation exaggerated it. That's right, folks. Even in their own documentary, they can't There's tell you the scene where they do the split screen. And they show, this is the old version, and this is the new version, with the grain removal. They're lying to you. What's on that screen, the side with the grain, the grain has been placed over the remastered version. The footage is running at 23.97 frames per second, and the grain is running at 29.97 frames per second. What was scary was, when we first showed this to Jeff was instantly he picked that. how originally TVs were 4x3 and now with high def, which is so much better than any standard definition presentation in the native format is 16x9. Mm-hmm. And he says, so we kind of had to adapt it. You know, so you do lose a little bit of image, but you gain so much on the sides. And I think people are going to really enjoy this, how this opens up and how it's more cinematic, which is uh, the biggest crock of shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> TV show's not meant to be cinematic, especially something not animated in 1989. <laughs> it's not like that. I actually, I took a look at this because, you know, from the moment they started releasing stuff, we started manipulating images to see how much was getting cut out. Right. Uh, the approximate figures of what you're losing are going to be 20% of the vertical resolution, mm-hmm. and then the horizontal, you're gaining roughly 5% 
percent. My so. television has two point five percent overscan on all sides. I double checked. Mm-hmm. That means I'm losing twenty five percent of the vertical resolution, and I'm gaining nothing horizontally compared <laughs> to the original four uh, four by three. Wow! So that is some great, great uh, advancing right there. Wow! Y- you literally gained absolutely nothing. You process, nothing. but two DVNR processes, which means if you watch the show, you'll notice that it actually got so bad that actual lines in the animation were taken out. So you'll have uh, instances where, for instance, Napa looks like he's foaming at the mouth. <laughs> has no face. I love that uh, screenshot. The Oni that's transporting Goku along the Serpentine Road suddenly has no face. It's it's kind of amusing if it was if it wasn't so sad. I just want the show put out as is. Is that so hard? I know. That's why I'll keep all the old DVDs. Yeah, exactly. People just grabbing it. People don't know. They're like, oh my god, this looks so great. So of course it's doing well. People are buying it because it's so cheap. So I think that's more of what I call Funimation's brilliant marketing, where they're going to lose as much money as they can just to get this Trojan horse in the door. I don't know. I mean, anime companies mm. are notorious for not releasing statistics. We're never going to know how this did. That's true. Of course, everybody jumped out of the woodwork and was like, yay. But then people were like, widescreen, what the fuck? And he went, oh, wait, they're doing it in widescreen? He said, that's fucking stupid. And then the overscan thing came out, and he said, that's it. I'm not touching this fucking thing. And, so, Mary... From a marketing standpoint, that is a huge blow to Funimation, because... These companies are all over that site. They use quotes from anime on DVD on their packaging. Right. Like, uh-huh. I look at my... I think it's Gonkutsuo, maybe even some of my Utena DVDs. There's quotes from anime on DVD all over the place on those things. And I'm sure Funimation would have loved to have jumped on the chance... At the chance, you know, to put... Uh, anime on DVD quote on a box. And it kind of sucks that, like, I'm not reviewing your set. That's how much I disagree with what you've done. But now, like, because there's no review there, the, oh, I mean, it's a tough situation. I him earlier because I was curious to see what his resume included. The only trace of the guy that I could find was on IMDb, which, of course, isn't the most reliable set, but it's right. something. Um, he has a grand total of four things to his name, uh, three <laughs> which appear to be short films, and one which is a Playboy home video from 1994, all of which list him as the colorist. Nice. So uh, it's in capable hands, man. I mean, Porno and Dragon, and Dragon Ball, Ball Z. Yeah. Tits and Dragon Ball, man. It's the girls of Hooters. Uh, episode, episode 66. So the headline here was Dragon Ball Z as drawn by other famous anime artists. Now, if you've been familiar with Daizen Shuiek since, oh, I don't know, forever, you know that ever since the Kanzenban started coming out in Japan, and I don't have the date in front of me, was it like 2003? I think it was 2004. Four? Three, three or four. All right. It was like years ago at this point. And that's frightening that that was years ago. And then the last thing, widescreen justification. And we have a quote here. A way to rejuvenate the brand with a young audience and introduce them to the greatest action-adventure anime ever. There's a nine-year-old born every day. There's a nine-year-old born every day? We've got some weird science going on. We are going to talk about the dub. (gasps) No, no, no. We're going to talk about not just the dub, but the redub. Holy fucking Moses. From 1996. Hells yeah. Had to go in there, didn't I? I totaled 12 different line changes 
that you can only hear the original versions of if you have the original broadcast recordings. And and, and who has the original yes, broadcast yes, recordings? Who? Yes, yes. Who? We also have the Harmony Gold dub. That Who's the off shit? Of yes, yes. Who's you're, the best fan ever? You're fucking ever? fantastic. Great, yeah. great. We know. Great. Yes, you're amazing. I bow thank down. You, thank you. Yes. Okay. I always seem to be kind of one of the big ones. This is Kame sending as Raditz is landing on the island with Kame House. That's kind of hardcore for Dragon Ball. I know you always really like that line. I love that line. I smell death in the air. Wow. That's, that's like a profound kind of line, yeah. especially for Dragon Ball. Now, uh, when that re-aired, all you got was this part. This isn't good. I guess that one was kind this of is, uh, another one of the classic ones along the lines of I smell death in the air. It's alive! Oh, great. What else could go wrong today? You could get killed for one thing. Ugh. I like that response from Piccolo. And here we have the redone version with more of that Funimation rewriting. What else could go wrong today? I suppose you could get me angry. Like, no, 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 no. I'm Piccolo, and I'm saying something stupid in response. Episode, Episode 67. 67. So we're going to give it away to one unlucky winner later or on lucky. in this episode. Is it lucky or unlucky? Opinions. Mary. It's for free. Wrong. Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I say it's lucky because, first of all... I'm bored. Moving on. <laughs> How many of people would buy the Daisenshu EX redub of Beck? <laughs> Mary, you could play all but one character, really. <laughs> Pretty much. Never mind, you're fired, Mike. <laughs> it's all you. He's singing a little song, too. He's like, come out tonight, come out tonight. Oh, now we're getting, getting dizzy. dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap, why do we both remember that? Good times, good times. Yes, but we did uh, exchange the pat-pat for the puff-puff. That's true. Pat-pat may be for now, mm-hmm. but puff-puff is forever. Ah, there Hello. you go. You guys and Mary rock. <laughs> you rock the dragon. <laughs> I suck. <laughs> Let's not. And a whole bunch of entries poured in, and what's funny is they all say, well, I don't really want it. But, but you're giving it away. Was, Hello, I'm Chris, and I'm interested in the season one box set you're giving away. The subject pretty much says it all. I don't know if you wanted a mailing address for me or not, but the chances of me winning are statistically insignificant. <laughs> if I win, I'll go ahead and shoot that over to you. Much appreciated, Chris Fagnan, or Fagnan, or Fagnan, or... <laughs> Whatever your name is, Chris, you have won. I guess it wasn't (laughs) – you know what? You won. I will be sending you a response, and uh, we'll be getting this box. Please give us a title for this manga review of awesomeness. Yes, podcast at DiceX.com. And don't call it manga review of awesomeness. (laughs) How about manga review of shit? The shit seems to be the word of the day. This is good good shit. Good shit. shit. Manga review of good shit. This is good shit. I can't talk anymore. We need to finish up. Episode 68. This popped up on our forum in the last week. Apparently, there's something coming out based out of Korea called Dragon Ball Online. And it looks to be what I would consider the bane of my existence, the MMORPG. 
I have zero interest in ever playing any of these, and I've always been holding out that there will not be a Dragon Ball-related one, because I don't want to have to play one. Well, you don't have to. I know, but it's Dragon Ball. I'd have uh. to check it out. and uh, It's the thing, like, why I don't do crack, you know? <laughs> I, I think it would probably be really awesome to do it once, or at least like acid or something fucking crazy like that. <laughs> Don't tell me this. Oh, That's geez. like an MMORPG. It'd probably be really fucking awesome to do for a day or so, but I'm really afraid because I have an addictive personality. I think. I don't know, yeah. maybe. That yeah. I would become addicted to it. And I don't want that Vegeta to happen. Vegeta then starts talking to himself and he's wondering where Goku and v- – or not Vegeta. He's wondering where Goku and Frieza are because obviously he knows that they were fighting because when he died, that's what was going on. So he looks off into the distance and kind of sees like fighting things happening, like explosions in the sky. And he flies off there. And this is where it bugs me. Because now Vegeta arrives on the scene and sees Goku as Super Saiyajin. And he's kind of happy, which I may be able to see. But at this Mm. point, Vegeta is still... You know, not even remotely considering Goku as like a god. I don't even want to use the word friend. You know Comrade. Let, let's just stop it right there and continue with what happens. Then we can get into our opinions. I okay. apologize for trying to get there too soon. So what he does is he shows up and he's kind of smiling. He sees Goku, Super Saiyajin. He sees Frieza. And he, I don't remember exactly what he says, but he launches this kind of like pansy attack at Frieza. And during this time, everyone is being transported back to Earth. And so Vegeta just kind of blips. And then he transports back to Earth. And that's how that scene ends. Episode 69. <laughs> and this evening you had Rice Krispie French Toast. That I did. On and the recommendation of the waiter. It was interesting, but not bad. Our fruity waiter, but he was still awesome. He was very nice. <laughs> I gave him a $5. Oh t- my god, that's right. I totally forgot. I ordered, um, we only had the second Playdia game, and last week I said, you know what? I want the other one. So I got the first one, Uchu Hen. And I also got the Sailor Moon game. Which, with my non-existent hey, knowledge of Japanese... you both did good things together. Yeah, I was actually kind of wow. surprised at how much Japanese I remembered, because we did some trivia questions. Right, the Sailor Moon game's not an FMV game like the Dragon Ball one. It's, like, all trivia questions. And, like, video games and weird right. stuff like that. And there was a Journey to the West question. And the question was something It was like, an illustration of, like, characters from right. the story. And the question was... Which one is Sanzo? So I'm like, Sanzo, okay. See, my problem yeah. is that I, right, I read the Chinese. Well, I'm, I'm familiar with the Chinese names from the Anthony C.U. translation. So I don't know their Japanese <laughs> approximations. But we figured it out. We figured out, hey, it's the one that says Kappa. Right, right. Well, that, that would be um, what Shao Ching. Exactly. That, 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 that's the name. program, I first of all, is called Hello Morning, which Hello. features the <clears throat> talent. <laughs> those, those are air quotes for, <laughs> you know, radio listeners. Of the Japanese idol group Morning Musume, uh, uh, comprised of a roughly baker's dozen of young Japanese girls who are selected by an agency to sing songs and basically look cute. And then they get kicked out when they reach, like, 16. But anyway, so they have this morning show where they do stuff, I guess. And as a guest, they had on none other than Masako Nozawa. Yay! Goku, Gohan, Goten, Bardock, Tadas, etc. Yeah. Dr. Kureha. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, but uh, they had her on as a guest. Hi, 
time I walk into a room, some awesome background music from Dragon Ball should start. That dun 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 dun. dun. Isn't that the music that goes with villains? I'm a villain. Well, yeah. Let's move on to We Got a Power. And contrastly, I guess will be my word for this episode. Contrastly. You were talking about musical elements from the song. Mm -hmm. This one actually did it. It's got those do-do-do-do-do-do and da-da. And another one that it brought in there was just the do-do-do-do-do-do-do in the part where they're saying Dragon Ball Z. And that's the kind of thing I think you need in a remix to remind you what song it is and why you like that song in the first place. Right. It actually feels more like a remix instead of just like you said before, just... You know, Dragon Ball lyrics slapped on top of a dance song. Right. Episode 70. Unless whoever made those comments is listening to the show, in which case, fuck you, and um, right. enjoy. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Julian, if xenophobia isn't the correct term for today's, let's say, younger dub fans that may leave these comments, what would you use as maybe an adjective or an adverb or however you want to describe them? Well, I think it is largely a case of what I would term crossed wired. Okay. You have to keep in mind that they were introduced by and large to the English version of the show first and foremost. Right. And that they're not familiar with the Japanese version. They know the terminology of the English version of the show very much Right. to the point where it's kind of what they consider to be a given. And that's different from, say, you who were introduced to the Japanese version and knew that before the Funimation version came along and are familiar with the terminology of the Japanese version and not so much from the English dub. Right. And where you do know of it from the English dub, you see it as maybe not as accurate and, or not you know, good. eliminate any instance of any text, both Japanese and English, because God forbid we have kids read things that are on screen. Oh, little side note. The thing I've been noticing in the last year or so on uh, games coming out in the U.S., on yeah. RPGs, they say, like, must have basic reading comprehension in order to fully enjoy this game. <laughs> no shit. What really? they're doing is hiding how old of a show Dragon Ball is. Everything they do, from the music to the remastering. To making it widescreen. To, to making make it, it widescreen. Exactly. They're trying to make it appear as current and as hip as they constantly can, over and over again, consistently re-releasing it. We went from Rock the Dragon to Falconer to the rap to the After Effects 101 Ultimate Uncut Edition opening. It's just that we're, we're not old, really. We swear we're not. But I kind of can't blame them again on no, the marketing aspect. No, because I understand that it's a business and that's what they're doing. Like, if you want to keep the kiddies interested in it, they don't want to be reminded that, you know, the show started in 19... 19- it's a 20-year-old <laughs> Japanese show. Right. Exactly. But the thing that I have a problem with, and we mentioned this in the box set review, where Funimation can't decide if it's a budget release or an, a super awesome mega, look how much awesomeness this is release. <laughs> I feel like they're going to get themselves into a rut of, we don't know if to present this as nostalgia or as current hotness because and you can't do both right you can and it seems like they kind of want to with these new season remastered box sets where it's super cheap this is a show you love you remember the show it was great oh by the way it's it's nothing like you remember (laughs) widescreen and you can listen to it with the japanese music like which angle do they want to take here it's confusing from my perspective that never even occurred to me too like when i watched the show i said okay that's goku's voice i knew ahead of time it was a woman but i never said to myself 
myself, well, I obviously think that should be, or should think that should be weird, because why would a woman do an adult's voice? I don't know what else to say other than it never occurred to me to dislike that for some godforsaken Most people who watch Naruto via downloads, whatever, they know the Japanese voice. If and when Naruto becomes an adult with the same voice actress, are they going to throw the same motherfucking shit fit? Panties all in a bunch? He's an adult now. He can't have a woman's voice. Or is it going to be the same thing that the Japanese audience had with Goku, where they say, yeah, that's the character's voice. Why would it be anything different? That's the voice I know. That's the voice I expect to hear come out of that character's mouth. you don't have to be normal. I think you're incredibly absurd of a person if you're listening to the show. Because we're all absurd people as well. Because we're not normal either, but at least we can pass forward in society. And that's the main point. (laughs) You and I can be found at the die. What? (laughs) I was going to see. Gay bar, but... (laughs) I wanted to get to a gay bar! You can find us at... Why would you come up with that? I don't know. (laughs) Why would you find Julian and I at a gay bar? (laughs) Julian and I can be found at the gay bar. I voted when we touch, Uh, when we kiss. Episode 71. I don't know, but it gives us content. That's true. (laughs) It could be, like, aliens coming and abducting, like... All the Dragon Ball Masters and bringing it into space so all the Martians can watch it. And it would give us content. And that would be okay. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm saying this news isn't that weird. It's all the right stuff. That's, you know, legit. Normal stuff is on here. No bootlegs, no crazy shit, no stuff from... What's a funny country? Name a funny country. Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan. Oh, my oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Not planned at all. Get out of my head. Right, right, right. right. Arc, uh-huh. for example. But, yeah, so much shit happened in this volume, I couldn't believe it. You know, right. I, I got to say, if this is the best part, then I'm, I'm stopping after this. I mean, <laughs> that's it. It's over. I'm, nice. I, this is nice. the best. Did you guys hear that? What? Um, I kind of did. What was that? I'm deaf. You know I'm deaf. <laughs> Runs in the family. Maybe it's the cats. I don't know. They're in the bedroom. Yeah. Do we have the spray out here? Yeah, I think it's, it's up all there. this spinny thingy. All right. As if they start acting up, I'll just like open the door and be like, ah, spray. We still need to have the cats on oh, the what pod. What cool plot points are like this? What the fuck? you? You, you okay? What? How'd you find me? What do you? What? Time to end the show, Mike. So, for Mary, for Julian, for Mike Labrie, Vegito EX, I'm Jeff, and this is the final broadcast of Dizenshu EX, the podcast. Episode, Episode 72. 72. Jesus hey. died for your sins, damn it. Oh, shit. And I had meat tonight. I'm going to hell on Good Friday. That's okay. I don't Ooh. even follow that slant, so I'm going straight to hell anyway. Okay. See you there. Well, Here's my contribution. Hell. Happy Zombie Jesus Day, everyone. Yeah. We have a little wanker uh, kind of boat. What's the Ooh. verb for boating besides boating? Yeah, how about boating? Okay. Sailing? Sailing. That's what I was... Well, he doesn't have a sail. He's it's row. not a sail. He's rowing. Rowing. There we rowing. go. He kind of rows row, up to the row, island. Well, the thing is, it's it's really funny because he... Goku knows no social decorum. Right. So, <laughs> like, well, he's um, currently... Indisposed. In the, well, the, uh, the, the word they use in the Japanese version...
version is Otearai, so he's in the washroom. Right. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, he is using the toilet, and he says, oh, he's taking a crap. Okay. <laughs> Episode 73. Uh, last week, on April the 7th, from 8 to about 11.15, there was some kind of awards thing on Japanese TV, specifically Fuji TV. This was called the Nippon Nijin Taisho, or basically Japan Great Person Awards for 2007. Uh, from what uh, I can I gather... i to stop you right here. I take great issue with this because Vegito EX was not on the list of competitors. I don't think you're not Japanese. Japanese. Uh... Touche, continue. But it appears that actually the nominees were all taken from daytime and evening dramas on probably Japanese TV. Because uh, among the categories, for example, there's uh, legendary, strong, great people, along with true stories, the evilest demon wife person, uh, and the most passionate love letter written by a great person. And I believe representing these categories were all famous people from history, which strongly indicates that they were probably drama characters. Uh. Uh, of course, for those of you who don't know, Japan is famous for its period dramas occurring throughout Japanese history, dramatizing the events of very famous characters and such. Yes. Anyway, back to the story. During this time, there was an animated segment featuring Dragon Ball's Goku. This was, in fact, a tournament to determine the strongest great person. Uh, I am not aware of what the other categories, features, encompass, but at least for this one, there was an animated segment. Providing the main narration for the fights was Fuji TV announcer Masaharu Miyake. Providing guest commentary was Goku. Yay! And the competitors were Saito Musashibo Benke from the Genpei War. And Shotoku Taishi, or Prince Shotoku, the man known for introducing Chinese custom and legal represent, er, well, legal forms and government forms into Japan, not to mention Buddhism. Next we have Amakusa Shiro, the Japanese Christian who was one of the leaders of the failed Shimabara Rebellion. And finally, uh, the legend herself, one of the earliest known figures from Japanese history, prehistory even, Queen Himiko of the Wa. These four competitors duke it out to determine the strongest person in Japanese yes. history. Well, as it turns out, Tapion's name was originally going to be Tapioca, but Toriyama voiced his disapproval, noting that, you know, despite his many instances to the contrary, yeah. he felt that it was too close to the original food. You know, never mind things like Tenshin Han and Jiaozu and, and Yamcha and... Right. <laughs> the focus of the movie, believe it or not, is not about Tapion. Tapion is nothing more than a conduit for which to explore other characters, namely Trunks. Back in that time, like the the late 90s, in order to experience Dragon Ball, you had to get to the Japanese version to watch everything because it wasn't all out here. We didn't have the entire TV series. We didn't have the entire manga. I almost see Tapion in Movie 13 as one of those things that it's so close, but it's so far away. It took so long to come out here, and everyone was saying, oh, it's the best DBZ movie. There's so much great stuff. Tapion, he's got the ocarina. It's so great. So I think a lot of people just really, like, he must be awesome. He was, like, legendary by the time he got here. Exactly. And I said it's going to be a random drawing, but what do they have to do in the body of the email? Write a haiku. Yes, a haiku about Broly. How's that? Yeah. That's going to be your contest oh, for the oh, week. Oh, I got one. I got oh, one. See, Jeez. see. Okay. Broly wa nakimushi girai okashii na. Yay! I got one. <laughs> I can't believe you actually just did one. Cool. In Japanese. What does it translate to? Okay, Broly hates crybabies. That's weird. <laughs> Episode 74. We cover anything and... Everything. Everything Garzi's wing. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> what, 
don't like Garzy's Wing. It is a visual masterpiece. Everything Dragon Dream would be to get Songs of a High-Spirited Saga from someone in the Philippines. I will I will mail you Mary if you send me this CD. <laughs> I am not a mail order you bride. Can have her. If someone can find me, and if it's sealed, you can keep her. So that's Thanks. the deal. I appreciate that. No I want to trade up to a job house. posting in Japanese saying uh, we, we, we kind of like someone to work on the next Xbox 360 of the upcoming Dragon Ball Online MMORPG that is coming up for the PC in Korea. Next track track seven, Kimi Ga Hiro. Closing oh, theme to DBZ Movie 6. This is one of my favorites. Absolutely classic song. The uh, the blasts and the booms in this version just feel so much more powerful. Just that <laughs> kind of sound to them just really kicks in. What else can I say about it? It is definitely one of our favorite songs. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're always singing it. Yes. You are the hero guy is part of our daily vernacular. Practically. <laughs> like, we say it so much, I forget that it, it originates from, you know, a know. Dragon Ball song. We just kind of say it. It's just so ridiculous, I say. You're the hero guy. There seems to be um, a lot more production on the whoosh sounds in here. It goes, and then, those part, like the build up to the chorus. Those sounds just sound, and then they cut off. I don't know. You'll definitely notice the difference if you're familiar with the song. I love the song so much. And that's another great addition, great choice for this CD. Julian. Hello? Hey, how you doing? Who is this? It's Mike. I can't hear you. <laughs> it's Mike. We're recording the podcast. Oh, man. I can't hear anything in the crowd. How are you? I'm good. How are you? We're great. What are you doing at the convention? Dancing. Dancing? It just so happens. This happened with me in the Spice Girls, too. I watched... <laughs> The first time, uh, the first time wannabe. I have this recorded. Yeah, okay. Well, the first time wannabe, the music video showed at like 1 a.m. one morning on MTV, and I was watching it and going, "Wow, they're pretty hot," but I don't know. This is gonna I annoy me. I shouldn't like this. I shouldn't like this. But this is gonna annoy me in a couple months. Episode, Episode 75. 75. It's about Son Goku and his little hick accent. What kind of accent do you think he has? Goku lives in the southeastern part of the Dragon World, so does he have a southeastern accent? As if he lived in the southeastern part of Japan. Or is it different? I know close to nothing about the Japanese language, as most people in the U.S., so I figured I'd ask you guys. Anyway, awesome podcast. Keep it up. So here's the deal. I don't know either, but we received this question back in January 2004 for the Ask Vegito EX section, which has pretty much transformed into the human aids of the podcast. It's more interactive, and I enjoy it this way, although I do miss the text archiveness. Of it. So mm. maybe we'll do something about it. There's also, that. you know, the problem of people that don't listen to the podcast that maybe miss true. that section. Very true. <laughs> so what I did back then is I turned to Steve Simmons, who does the translations for all of Dragon Ball Z and all of Dragon Ball GT, didn't really do any Dragon Ball, for Funimation. And Julian, what did Steve have to say? 
It's a Tohoku, or Northeast Japan dialect variant, I believe, though different from the Tohoku dialect that Chichi and Gyumao use. Theirs has some quirky grammar elements to it with the proper pronunciation, whereas Goku's speech is just the opposite, fairly standard grammar with some non-standard pronunciation. It's somewhat like comparing a Texas drawl to a Georgia one. You'll probably hear yal for both, but they're still different enough that you can distinguish the two in other areas. That non-standard pronunciation is exaggerated by Masako Nozawa in the anime as well, probably to help distinguish Goku's character from his son's. She does a lot of ad-libbing on these pronunciation quirks, specifically I, I, and oi vowel combinations often come out as e since they aren't always scripted. Mayumi Tanaka does the same thing with Yajirobe and his Nagoya dialect, presumably so he doesn't sound so much like Kuririn, whose speech oh, is quite standard. Brief. It, okay. I think it's interesting that I would actually classify, and I think we've talked about this before, generations uh-huh. of Dragon Ball Z fan sites. Yeah. It's kind of different from um, generations is. of fandom. When I first read this email, I thought that's what Dana was asking about, so I actually worked out an outline for that as well. And that may be a topic for what the future. I, I think it's an ego issue. When people get called out on the fact that they're pronouncing something wrong, they don't want to hear that they're wrong, so they try to defend it by saying, oh, it's the American pronunciation. But there's no such thing as an American pronunciation for Japanese words. It's either the word or it isn't. that yeah. we've complained about edited DVDs in the past. And in actuality, back then, it was really only a TV broadcast, and then later we got VHS, and then much later we got DVDs. And because we complained about it, we got subtitled DVDs. You're right. That's exactly what happened. We were unhappy with the product, complained as a vocal majority about it, and the company listened to us. We got exactly what we wanted. So why should we, once again, not vocally complain about a product we're unhappy with? If it worked once before, shouldn't we try again and get the same thing? You just said that it worked before and we got what we wanted. I guess this is mostly coming from the widescreen remastered thing. Without even saying it, that's what I'm reading. We don't just constantly sit there and praise them over and over and over is we're a Dragon Ball website and this is a Dragon Ball podcast and they make lots of really, really retarded decisions with the Dragon Ball franchise. And one of the biggest things I hated on Dragon Ball fan sites is when they would post up the Funimation newsletter and they would say on their Dragon Ball specific website, the next Tenshimuyo GXP DVD is coming out on such and such date. Like, yeah, I could go to Anime News Network or PR Newswire and read the press release myself. One of the examples I can remember, one of the old things that I very vividly remember, which is strange because I don't remember anything, was back when, I guess that would be season four of the dub was airing on TV. Big site at the time, Planet Namek, Daisenshu EX had also been around for many years, and every once in a while, Mr. E, who ran Planet Namek, and myself, would occasionally post up, oh, we watched a dub episode today, here are a couple thoughts on it. The episode in which Piccolo and Kami refuse into one. Uh, I don't have the text in front of me, but what was significant about it is that the two of us both said, wow, that was really well done. The script was pretty much dead on translated. There was silence. It had lots of great emotion into it. The response to us saying those things about that, that started the quote unquote, Vegito EX is a funny loving sellout whole scenario, which is absurd to think about. I mean, even back then, but especially today. It's insane. Here's their haiku about Broly. Broly is crazy. He is quite the maniac. Refrigerator. (laughs) (laughs) What? I guess they ran out of things to say at the end there. Episode Episode 76. 76. 
See, the great thing about that, here's a little side story. When the Dragon Box came out, when you pre-ordered it, they wouldn't charge you until it shipped. And that means they wouldn't charge you until whatever the exchange rate was at that time. The exchange rate kept getting better and better and better and better up until the date that the Dragon Box came out. And then it got worse after that. So we got it kind of at like its best price. That's yeah, awesome. Of course, cool. you did miss the best couple from the entire series. Goten and Trunks? Yes. What? <laughs> Specifically, movie 11, Goten and Trunks. Oh, is that what you're alluding to? Where, I was just joking. Licking, where the licking of the butt doesn't actually seem that out of place for one of them. Yakshimesh, what is up? Okay, no more small talks. I got some questions to ask you. Or them. You know, your friends. One, you got some photos of you guys and girl. Two, is it true that Four Kids does not own One Piece? The reason I asked that question is that I hate Four Kids. And I'll, I'll, I'll skip the rant about Drunk the gypsies and the Jews over. there. <laughs> okay, I'm moving on. Three, you guys and girl, ask if we can think of a top ten or five thing. I got two. Top 10 or 5 or less, best yells. Top 10 or 5 or less, best drama scene. 4. Can you guys and girls make more videos like you did on podcast episode number 0068? I really like. It's nice. I gave it 5 out of 5 stars. 5. If you guys and girl ever meet Akira Toriyama, what will you say to him? If you can answer my questions, you will win a small of me or something else's. Okay, don't stop what you do best, making me happy. Bye, Jinkly. P.S. The reason that I say girl a lot is that I only hear one girl. She sounds 20 years old or 21. Is a bit old for new wife, but wow, wow, wee wow. Okay. Episode 77. Uh, with episode 5, it, interestingly enough, the song that they sang at the end of the show was... <laughs> final thoughts on the matter um he was there and then he went back oh god's sake <laughs> i agree is about trunks peeing on broly that's it you don't need to pay attention to the rest it's all about the potty humor i'm just gonna remember that for whenever i'm in that situation like a really strong guy has me in that position well that's okay i'll just pee on his head <laughs> just pee on him just pee on him oh, i'll get out of there this conversation is over let's move on to the release i've been asking i'm like is jeff gonna post i don't know well i mean i read i i do read every single uh forum post after an episode because i love right. reading what the guys have to say i just never feel the need to participate because you say everything i want to yeah gotcha. me too episode 78 we cover anything and everything everything dragon ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining that's right Okay. <laughs>
in. No more Pokemon so, for I you. I woke up last night, still kind of quasi sick. Uh, couldn't really breathe. Came out, took some Sudafed, etc. Except when I wake up in the middle of the night, it's really bad when I take NyQuil, so I don't take NyQuil anymore. But I have sick hallucinations. Not that they're of a grotesque nature, but when I'm sick, I tend to hallucinate and see funny things in the middle of the night. Like cell baking human flesh in an oven? No, that was just a normal nightmare. This, however, <laughs> see, you would think I'd see maybe aliens or like <laughs> night people or that kind of, no, I just have, like when you wake up in the morning, you have something stuck in your head. You can't get it out of your head. It's like that, only I picture things and I see things. And I just had this in my head, like, I gotta go into my bag and get the antidote heal, and Nidoran's gonna hit me with the poison spear, the nose thing. And then I say to myself, like, Mike, you're sick. It's only like 1230. What the fuck are you thinking? And then I just, like, slip back into that quasi-asleep picturing Pikachu in my head kind of thing. It's fucking crazy. I'd like crazy. to say that I copied and pasted this, and it does say Chief Executive Office, not Chief Executive Officer, as I assume it should. So, kudos to Atari for actually proofreading their own press releases before putting them out. Hey, maybe that's a real position. Maybe maybe the person he's, is an office. He he's is the an office. office. I see. You know, he's a really big guy, and the people work inside him. Or maybe they've already fired their proofreader. That's true. <laughs> Out a CD and there's some songs on it. And the first track is uh, Romantico Aguerio, which is the ending theme to Dragon Ball. That is correct. There's a couple other songs on there. There's the Sailor Moon R ending and the Eva opening, it's a couple of nostalgic, things. and they have very fond memories of it. The Japanese are notorious for their love of Chibi Goku, so I think that makes sense or that kind of fan. Although I question it because she was born in 1985. So she was one when the show began. And it's not like Dragon Ball ever repeated, right? Like, as right. far as I know, oh. the show just aired straight through. And Basically. There have been but- repeats. I think the majority of repeats have been Z, though, mm-hmm. over in Japan. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, I mean, from what the Wikipedia entry says, it suggests that her father introduced her to a lot of older series. Eh, that makes sense. But, I mean, whether that's, you know, part of right. the idol persona or part of her, it's Exactly, part of the written story for her to project to fans. Episode 79. Well, uh, the big news for the week is... Eh. I don't know. Maybe you've heard about it somewhere. and It doesn't seem to be all that popular with fanboys across every message board ever. And, uh, something about a game and uh, something like a comet in the sky is going to crash down and destroy your PS2 and your Wii or something. Oh, 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 I get it. Shoko Nakagawa. <sighs> That's what it says on the outline. Oh, does it? Yeah. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's, it's Shoko. Shoko <laughs> uh, that is supposed to say Sparking Meteor, the video game that's been what officially would it take announced. Sparking Meteor for you to be even remotely interested at this point. To not suck. All right. But okay. What, what does more- that mean? Well, in all honesty, it's been so long since I've even touched the game. All I remember is the feeling of feeling very isolated and getting attacked from afar and taking forever to realize where you're being attacked and kind of adjusting yourself to realize what's going on takes away from the gameplay because you're too busy saying, what, what, what's going on? Or at least that's just me. Well, that sounds to me like this isn't even your type of game in the first Would place. Would an all-new story interest you? Kind of like um, Hatchyuk? No, because it all essentially revolves around, okay, here's a story, and then you know, every two minutes you have a one-on-one fight. I don't want right. even anything to do with fighting. I want Mario Party with Dragon Ball characters. <laughs> I see how it is. 
Episode 80. Well, the uh, lead singer for Zard, Izumi Sakai, known for the song Don't You See, uh, the second ending theme to Dragon Ball GT, as well as the lyricist for the opening theme, um, died. Now, uh, um, she was 40 years old, which is awfully young. Right. Uh, apparently, she had been diagnosed with cervical cancer in 2006. Uh, but that's not what killed her. While in the hospital, she uh, was going for daily walks, and apparently uh, on May 26th, in the process of one of these walks, she fell from the stairs and died as a result. talking about the word Zenkai being used as a noun to describe the element of Saiyajin recovery from near-death resulting in a power-up. And it's worthwhile pointing out that there is uh, one combination of kanji that means something similar along the lines of complete recovery of health. Exactly. However, I haven't spotted this in the series at all. So it's did they just kind of randomly find it in the dictionary and kind of keep it? It sounds I mean, like that's the most logical this is thing. what I find to... really fascinating about fandom. Me too. I like the fandom discussions. Right. They're inventing terms, I've said it like three times now, that weren't there originally. I mean, they are. They're just not in the show. And not in that context in any way, shape, or form. Right. Episode 81. But before we get to the topic, we got some stuff to go over. And, uh, the stuff is Haru Kanaru Densetsu. Or. Hi, this is Eris from EB Games calling to let you know that Dragon Ball Z, Harukanaru Densetsu should be arriving Wednesday afternoon. If you have any game trade in towards the purchase price, be sure to bring them. If you have any questions, please call your reservation store. Thank you. Goodbye. End of message. Oh <laughs> was that a header Reddit Sue? What the hell was that? <laughs> Harry Canary. Harry Canary. You know, dub phrases and, and stuff that it it's may throw got you the off. Well, of course it's got to say hiffle. It can't say hell. Uh, Should yeah. have some nice chicken soup if it has the hiffles. <laughs> this is going to appeal to the dub fans, and this is going to appeal to the merry. Hey! <laughs> I should hope that there's other people out there that like this guy other than me. <laughs> what is the name of this technique? That is the Bangkoku Bikuri Show. Uh, literally the worldwide surprise palms. Like I know palms. the word Bikuri from what? Hedchala? Or we got to From like everything. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's a pretty pretty common word you know right. ah, uh, but yeah but apparently this is a pun because it, at least at some point in japan there was a television show called the bangkoku bikuri show oh that's I actually kind of want to point something sick out here yeah. that i just noticed um there's a, a dead pig sitting on the table and oolong is right there <laughs> Episode 82. Something I'm looking forward to. I'm told that once they put you out, you wake up in the car with no memory of uh, any business going on with like the sharp things or the digging into your bone or anything. But uh. all right, all right. So- I woke up near the end of my procedure. I didn't feel any pain, but I heard buzzing and just the doctors talking while they operated on me. Therefore, dental procedures are alien abductions. You're just jealous because you've never had a single one ever, Mr. No Cavities. No. What? (laughs) It's just that you've had no cavities and you've had no braces, so you can't feel... I am Mr. Perfect T. 
teeth. They are picture perfect. Damn and, right, You baby. know, for a big important episodes, I think. Oh, I want to see how they did this scene. Let's watch it dubbed. Well, you know what? We, we hate that about certain people in the way that they do things. Like, even when they hate something, they watch it anyways. And, like, they're so masochistic about it. And rewatch and then complain about it. I admit to it. that. Like, we, we did that. I totally admit to doing that during, say, season four. Everyone tuned in to see what Funimation was going to do with Gohan going Super Saiyan 2. We knew the song wasn't going to be in there. We knew he was going to blah, 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 when he's not supposed to be talking. Yet we all did it anyways because we enjoyed the original so much. It was like a train wreck. We couldn't look away. We needed to see how that specific thing was going to be. It doesn't sound Japanese. It sounds like something I could sit and watch if I'm not an anime fan. You know, it's very accessible to them. Well, not only that, I think, you know, it's also the sound, because of you have this limited number of recording studios, mm-hmm. limited number of translators, and just sort of this mindset where all of these anime shows are being sort of mass-produced and brought to an English-speaking oh, audience, and labeled under this sort of category of anime that um, it's all kind of treated similarly. Right. They have to pump this stuff out. Uh, they take flack when they don't release things fast enough. Fans always whining about, oh, this isn't coming out fast enough. You license this. Why isn't it out? Where's volume two? That kind of stuff. They need to pump it out. And I feel like they just have it down to a science where boom, 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 volume, volume. It's like, okay, we need to find our generic high school male character. Okay, we need to find the girl with glasses, shy girl voice. You. Okay, mm-hmm. get in the studio. Unless, so. exactly. I'd say unless the series itself is redone in Japan and then has a new English dub when it comes over here. Mm-hmm. And by then I'll be in my like 30s or 40s. But right. You know, maybe then I'd give it a chance. That is the one final thing I wanted to jump off of what you said. If there was a new show, like a completely new story or a total new retelling, but whatever it is, a new product, I would definitely watch the new dub of it. Because we are in an era where, for the most part, they dub shows properly, you know? Would you would you have considered Dragon Ball GT when it came out here a new product? I didn't. It was awful. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Episode 83 is now going to have a release in none other than Europe. And guess what they're calling it? Um, they're going to call it Dragon Ball Z Super Awesome DS card-based RPG adventure that came out in Japan. And kiddies who like fighting games don't like this game. Uh, good guess, but no. <sighs> Actually, they're going to be calling it... Wait for it. Waiting. Goku then sets it. Ah, uh, wait, wait. I think you're missing a word there, right? Uh, not for the European one. Oh, interesting. So, Julian, the Japanese title. Harukanaru Goku Densetsu. Julian, the English title. Harukanaru Densetsu. <laughs> and the European title. Goku Densetsu. Pick a word, any word, throw them together, and what do you got? Hanukanaru Bananarama Fofamon. Julian, I'm going to start with you because uh, you said you'll hopefully be in Japan, and you're going yep. to Japan. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. And then uh, the rest of your comments were, whatever happens, I hope it's good. So we'll see if it's going to be good. And then finally you said, 2006 was pretty cool. I laughed. I cried. I had some food. Relaxed. You know, 2007, away we go. So chilling, relaxing in Japan, eating Mm -hmm. some food, and just enjoying life. Well, and working. Well, that's true enough. But uh, (laughs) are you well on your way with all of these things? I believe so. You know, willing to say that this indeed came true. If only based on the first uh, set release. 
by well, itself. Even the second one's come out now. True, true. But we don't uh, have any stats on that. All the big hubbub seems to be about the first one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the big prediction from uh, here on out is going to be, will this sustain itself? Right. And I guess I'll get to that later. But um, for okay. right now, um, the first box set is the best-selling anime DVD of the year. Right. So, yeah, I would well, say it's a pretty successful. After, yeah. I guess you would say Transformation, which is technically Legacy of Goku 4. Atari really hasn't done any of their own games. They've just been continuing to bring over the Japanese ones. That's right. So um, maybe we have seen the end of the American-made handheld games. Transformation 2 never came out, so maybe they're done. Could be. Episode 84. Like I said in the recent update on the site, if you had told me a decade ago that there would be three random J-pop chippies putting out covers of the same Dragon Ball song in 2007, I, I'd think you were insane. Why would they do something like that? I'd spit in your face, good sir. I appreciate Andrew, that. Fuck geese. I hate him. <laughs> Mr. Deluxe is in the background playing uh, Boss Battle Mode in Capcom vs. SNK 2. On the Dreamcast, no less. On the Dreamcast, so we will hear the uh, occasional foul mouth. Is uh, it Silver that he comes across upstairs? Uh, no, Silver is the one uh, who he defeated earlier on. <laughs> I'm making is... the same mistake that Toriyama made. Yeah, this is General White. Uh-huh. But you did make a good point. In one chapter in the original Jump serialization, he actually called him General Silver in one panel, which was corrected for the Tonko Bone release, but right. um, it's still mentioned on a later title page. Son Goku! And then, so, that makes Hachan mad for the first time ever, and he gets in the way of the next shot, which makes him even more mad. You know, his his pupils disappear, which is never a good sign. It either means you're really mad or you're really dead. Or you're about to go super <laughs> Bulbadoo, but brings out her capsules, or the ones that she thinks are hers, but she looks in and there's only one, and she's like, she took the wrong ones, but uh, she's like, well, I got a bad feeling about this, but Dad, I'm going to trust you. And Why she throws it. Why, why, why? And out comes all this porn. (laughs) (laughs) Episode 85. Yeah, you came to the DBZ Variety Hour. Thank you for coming, and you're all pretty awesome people for showing up. So uh, we're going to introduce who's up here. We have a a game show to give away all sorts of prizes. We have a few of these things up here. We have the Nekomajin Tankobon. It has all the chapters. We have DVDs. We have video games. We have CDs, we have Jeff, we have t-shirts, we have uh, a couple bottles of water, it looks like we have some half-eaten Cheerios up here, I think this is Julian's camera, you can have that. Categories for you, we have numbers, locations, deaths, video games, and potpourri. (laughs) Julian says that's potpourri. So uh, I, I hear that's correct. E-O-N. What does it stand for? Video games for 100. Time is up. Audience, shout it out. Dragon Ball One Piece Naruto. Dragon Ball One Piece Naruto. Thank you. Switch it to the back. Next people. No, no, no. Battle Stadium D.O.N. was a game that came out for the PS2 and GameCube last year, combining all three series. Let's go for it. What category and amount you want? Death's hard. Death's hard. Death's hard. Name three decapitated characters. Raise your hand. Give you a couple extra seconds because this requires thought. 
I will let my judge. Oh, you got an answer. Okay, go for it. Android 20. Yes. Android 19 and 16. Yes, the correct phrase to summon Paranga. I hate you. Oh, God. Do we have to say in the Mechian? Please no. There's only one phrase. Words at the end. Just say it. Okay. Try it. You got nothing to lose. No, I can't. Because you can't okay, Sorry. Numbers for 400. How many Cell Juniors does Gohan kill in the TV series? Down the end. Total three. Incorrect. In the middle. Six. Incorrect. Gohan's kicking ass down here. Yes. Four. Incorrect. Folks, what do you think? It's like been one of my three parents uh, ever since I was like five years old. And uh, it all started at like Toonami on Cartoon Network. And no. But, um, you know. That's why I'm such a violent, disturbed kid. However, <laughs> I want to give away a prize on a question here. We have a couple minutes left. <sighs> Over here on the side. Why Ginyu Force? What has milk ever done for anyone? Uh, it gives you strong bones. <laughs> why do they need to be a villain? Julian, give us a real quick answer. Oh, you have a mic. Do you know what it's like to be lactose intolerant? <laughs> Episode 86. So we have received word that Sparking Meteor, the latest game in the series, and uh, apparently the final game in the series, is getting an all-new vocal theme song by the fucking man himself, Hironobu Kageyama. Woo! Hell's fucking... Yeah, I'm going to say it one more time. Hell's fucking... There was a line... Forming, and it was for our panel. And also another panel that was next door. Right, there was another panel next door. But it seemed to be a giant blob of people. And eventually they split up, and we could see that, you know, this half was for ours, this half was for the other. But our line was actually relatively large, mm-hmm. and more people kept coming. I didn't expect it at all. I didn't think anyone would come to this thing. I figured they'd no. see the description in the in the program book and be like, not one, but two Dragon Ball panels? What the hell? Oh, we should say that the Dragon Ball panel of the day before actually had a decent attendance. Yeah. And Julian passed out flyers for our panel outside after theirs. So we knew there was a potential audience. The thing I hate is I want to pick up some more Dragon Ball Dojinshi, but when you go to a con, there's only hentai and yaoi. Mm-hmm. And like there's this tiny side stand called regular. Mm-hmm. And there's like nothing in there. Episode 87. Viz Media opened its panel with the announcement of, quote, Viz Big, an omnibus line that collects long-running series into three-in-one volumes. This new U.S. $17.99 format offers new illustrations on paperback covers with gatefold flaps, color page inserts, and a larger print size, five and three quarters by 8.625 inches, like a vagabond. The May 2008 launch titles under Viz Big include Rurouni Kenshin, Dragon Ball, and Dragon Dragon Ball bought Z. out a place of like their oh, super rare crap that's place. That, 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 yeah, that stuff. I got the program guide 
from the 1991 Toei Anime Fair. This was when DBZ Movie 4 premiered over there. DBZ Movie 4 is on the cover. And it shows all the other uh, movies and things they premiered at Ooh, the festival. The sequel to the DBZ you've never seen. You know what? I don't want to call it that because no one was at that panel. <laughs> That's true. So it was almost like we did a beta test over two years ago and did right. it at a bigger convention now with some so new material. started yeah. off because Mary's awesome. I know. With the scene from the Harmony Gold dub of Dragon Ball Movie 3. I feel so awesome to have kept this over the years. And it's not even mine. It was my neighbor Kim's. And, you know, she was just awesome for lending it to me. And I just preserved it. So we showed a scene where everyone's eating. And uh, Metalla comes in until Pai Pai shows up. And the dialogue in here is funny. Maybe I'll throw a little clip of the dialogue in here with, like, the hay feather or little foot. Whatever. You know, yeah. generic. Indian people names. Forced American Indian uh, accents and that kind of stuff. You know, the old Harmony Gold voices. Pretty funny shit. You, stranger! You're newly arrived from the Redlands, aren't you? What's your name? <laughs> I am called Haymaker. What of it? I have been ordered to inspect your belongings. No. What? Oh. Littlefoot, make yourself scarce. Hey, catch him! Stop that! What I like about this commercial, Mary, you actually pointed it out to me because I had seen it so many times. It was just whatever to me. But the uh, the voice that the narrator used is that you know almost racist Chinese faux, man voice. Chinese old man voice, like Oh, Goku, you must on, talk on, kind of voice. <laughs> You're my greatest pupil with a tail. You, you know, the voices that Andrew and I do when no one else is around. <laughs> but I around. had my weekend made for me. Uh, when we were done passing out the DVDs, uh, there was this mother who had been there with her child. She came up to me. She looked me in the face and she said to me, this is the most fun that we've had at the convention all weekend so far. That pretty much sells it right there I for why like, we do what we do. Uh, uh, you know, speechless. Like, thank you so much. I, I, you know, we're there to share our love of Dragon Ball. And if someone enjoyed it to that extent. Like, that proved Dragon Ball is enjoyed by everyone. Right. She had her young child there with her, and she was there, and they were both smiling and enjoying themselves so much. That makes me smile, and it justifies everything that I've done for the this last is decade. the type you know? of anime fan that I totally have so much respect for, and you don't see enough of them. This person came up to me after the panel and said, look, I'm not a Dragon Ball fan. I've tried watching the show. I just don't like it. I don't think you told me this. Tell me why you love Dragon Ball. For serious? For serious. And they and they came to the panel anyway? I, I guess they must have been there the whole... I don't know why they would come up to me and ask me that if, if they hadn't seen a little bit of the panel. Hmm, that's really interesting. See, that's the kind of thing, like, people online talk so much shit. You know, blah, 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 blah. I'm 14. I hate everything. I'm so grand of an anime fan. Wow, I'm really impressed that someone came up to you and asked See, that's that. The thing. I would no love one, to get asked that. No one ever comes up to you in person at a convention and asks that type of question. That was awesome. That's the kind of person I have so much respect for. Episode 88. Mr. Julian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mr. Julian's office. <laughs> uh, would this be paralleling Tariyama's switch from comedy to action since having the anime, uh, animal characters is more of a comedic thing? What are Mike and Julian's thoughts on this? Apparently, Apparently I can't have an opinion. You have no thoughts on this. I'm sitting this one out. I'm actually more amused by Julian saying animal characters. Than I, 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 I first had a slip and I said anime. It looks so like I, anime. <laughs> I know. Uh, I think you answered your own question there, Jack. Uh, I thought there were no, animals. No, Mary, you don't have an opinion on this one. But 
you have to say something I've said time and time again. The thing that really impressed me about Toriyama was that in writing Dragon Ball, his talent is that he never intended Dragon Ball to become what it became. He started off writing just a stupid slapstick Journey to the West ripoff, went into a little bit of tournament stuff, it ended up being this giant sci-fi epic battle, struggles, a little bit of politics in there, not a whole lot, but you know, just across space and the whole earth and everything in there is just amazing. Episode 89. Bulma digs a giant diamond out of her snatch. <laughs> oh, gosh. I, 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 I yeah, was... and I also don't like blue. You don't like blue? I don't like blue. No? Um, well, first of all, gosh, what to pick on? Well, oh. I don't like the fact that he doesn't die. Okay. <laughs> that is that. definitely something I don't like. It gets a little old after about seven or eight times. Right, and it's I'm thinking, all right, well, this is life number three. If he's a cat, he's got six more to go. He's still going. He's still going. And, you know, like, he's stuck underwater, he mm-hmm. you know, gets exploded out of his plane, he gets flown into the air, and now he's in Egypt. I mean, there's a lot of stuff, like, a lot of crap happening to this uh-huh. guy, and I kind of wish it would sort of just do something to this guy. So you oh. didn't find it cute, you thought but, it got a little old. I well, just wait until next volume, okay? All right, all right, I'll try. I, <laughs> September, that, you will find your uh, loathing for Blue uh, played out. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll run with it. I'll just run with my hatred for him and hope he dies in the next one. Episode 90. So I will have to play it for, I guess, not only Jeff, but the audience right now. So let's actually hear a little bit of the original Pink Floyd version. And so now we'll have a clip from the Super Butoden 2 Cells theme. Can you purchase it? In France. Well, that's true. Amazon at FL. Look at to Andrew. FR. 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 I get my L's and R's mixed up. I'm sorry. You're a Japanese woman. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. A 26-year-old adult female Dragon Ball Z fan, why do you dislike Broly? Um, he's the opposite of everything you just said, so I can't relate to him. Okay. That is uh, quite a fair assertion on your behalf there. Episode 91. Again, I say you are awful at telling stories. I don't have stories, okay? <laughs> I, I clearly Make need to do more up. in my life. See, like when we talk during the day and I say, I text you and say, I'm bored. Tell me a phenomenal story of international intrigue. So I want a story of phenomenal international intrigue right now. Go. Um, I, Go. I wrestled and killed an octopus in Madagascar. 
That was international. I like that story. It was intriguing, but I don't know if it was intrigue. (laughs) And then um, ninjas popped out of the octopus. Okay, so the octopus was just a front for a secret ninja. That's right. It was a giant balloon octopus. All right, there we go. I'm down with that. Fantastic. Apparently, in this month's domestic monthly Shonen Jump, which I believe is the October issue, uh, they have this old Dragon Ball collector thing in there. And Demon Core over on our forum put up this uh, list of everything that's in there. It's like some hairstyle guide and something about fusions and something about video games. It's kind of like a a mini dubified, visified, Daisenshu esque little information section. I don't know how else to describe it. But the really interesting thing is, as a prelude to this section, they have Neko Majin Z5 translated. The whole thing? Yeah, that chapter. From what There's I kind of two big questions here. The first real question is, did Goku die? And then the second question, you actually phrase the second question in two different ways. We'll say either, where does Goku go? Or what does Goku become? So that's kind of where we're going to take What this. did you say in response to, like, that? Well, Bulma said something to the effect of, Oh, wow, it seems so long ago that we were searching for the Dragon Balls. Those are some crazy times and something like that. Uh I said, basically, this is all Bulma's fault. Right, this isn't Goku's (laughs) fault. Bulma is the catalyst. Goku is taking this on himself. He's like, I'm going to go off and do something. He's just hanging up there in the mountains. Grandpa's dead, whatever. He's Mm -hmm. catching his fish. He's cooking his food. He's chopping his wood. All of a sudden, this chick shows up with a gun, no less, shoots him, wants to steal his dragon. It's her fault. She has no sense of accountability. Not like, oh, maybe I'll go off with the dragon and make good on my whole life. No, no. I'm just going to go continue making my billions of dollars with my sexy husband. This is another thing. I think the dialogue might have been changed here in the dub. But Vegeta's comment here, like, like, kind of freezes my heart a little bit. He says something like, make sure you hold that deer. And I'm just like, wow. Yeah, that's, that's pretty strong for powerful. Vegeta. Yeah, so... Episode 92. So briefly going down the list for the Dragon Ball one, it's uh, six tracks. We've got Maka Fushigi. We've got Son Goku song. I love this one. That's the Son 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 Goku. That was terrifying. It's awesome. If you say so. Yes. Uh, next one, we've got uh, Muten Roshi no Oshi. I love that one. That's Hello, everybody. I think I'll have to do my little rendition of all the songs here. What's the next one? Uh, Dragon Ball Din sets. Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball. I got it. You got it. Next one, we have Wolf Hurricane. That's... <laughs> Shit, I knew one. <laughs> and finally, we have Romantico Aguerio. And I think that's more of a Julian and me. I'm going to wear my 3D glasses. Poop your pants. Be awesome. So on the subject of uh, pooping pants... So the podcast is done recorded, go out, come back, put things away, sit down, refresh all my RSS feeds. Live action DBZ set to shoot in Montreal. What? What, but, what the fuck? Come so, on. That's what happens in the manga. Let's talk about the TV series events. This is going to be DBZ TV episode 48. There's not a whole lot we can walk through here because it's pretty much exactly the same. All the dialogue is pretty much dead on. There's actually not even filler. Like, not even, you know, I'm adding extra words to my sentence or this is a different view that we pan over to waste time. It's very dead on, with the exception of, like, Goku up in space and his weights, like, crashing into something. Mm-hmm. The actual scene on Namek with these characters is pretty dead on. The only exception is that Frieza is not the one who kills Cargo. Dodoria does a blast from his mouth. Same thing, goes over his shoulder and kills Cargo. Like, it's drawn the exact same way, except it's not Frieza who does it. 
episode 93. Is how Blue always seemed to survive, well, everything. He would not die, and it pissed me off. Uh, I'm going to let you take it from here, then. All right, so they get into this fight. The guy goes, begin, and they start fighting, and all of a sudden this tongue comes out, and it bores a hole in Blue's head, and this kills Blue. I mean, what the hell? Yeah, that's all it took. That's it. He's on the floor. He's got a hole in his head. He's dead. You mean to tell me this guy who, like, got crumpled with rocks and, like, drowned and, like, freaking flown miles into the air and a a tongue in his head and that's all it takes? Yeah, yeah, that's all it takes. Well, at least they uh, finally killed him off. (laughs) So you're glad to see him go, finally. I'm I'm glad he's dead. Goku jumps on the front glass. I like this a lot. It's like a bug on the windshield, except he's Goku. Oh, my God, what were we just watching? Was it Pokemon, I think? I was watching an old Pokemon episode where Pikachu jumps onto the chopper and just kind of smirks and goes like, kind of like what Cuckoo does here, except he's not electric. Mary, why would you talk about Pokemon in a time like this? That is so inappropriate. <laughs> anyway. Well, he's promising this anyway. Yeah. Th- this is brilliant. Uh, see, I, that never even occurred to me because, Mary, you and I are so used to, yeah, that's what the Dragon Balls are for, wishing someone back to life. This is the first time that even is suggested. Exactly. So, thank you. See, that's the kind of thing where only someone new and reading it for the first time would even pick that up. We just totally gloss over A lot of extra just, uh, And my favorite is the... Stuff. I've been practicing that for a decade. I think I got it down pretty good. <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> you know, Wasako Nozawa. Uh, yeah. But you're getting there. Episode 94. Now, what would you describe Dragon Ball Collector as? Is it like a Daisenshu kind it's of thing? a very condensed wannabe Daisenshu. It's, um, I think it's a way of keeping Dragon Ball Z in the public eye. Yeah. Like, oh, here's a lot of tidbits, here's a lot of factoids, here's a bunch of, like, top insert number here lists. Right. I think it's very cute, and I know it does have a lot of facts. At the same time, it is a marketing machine. They do a bit of plugging for video games, a lot of plugging for the uh, the new remastered quasi remastered box sets. <laughs> I know that's what you like to call it now. Right. Um, Actually, I think faux remastered is my faux, newest thing. I'm sorry, faux remastered box sets. So that's how I kind of all. thought of this Viz translation. It's very straight. It doesn't capture any of Goku's um, hick accent. I think that's a big thing. And someone on our forum actually mentioned this, where they're comparing the Viz translation and Julian's translation. And in Julian's translation, you can hear Masako Nozawa speaking. Because, you know, she does that thing with her accent. We've talked about this in the past. Goku and his Tohoku accent and just the way that words change and syllables kind of change here and there. So you hear that in Julian's translation. Whereas over here in the Viz version, it's just... As, as I would say, Goku, he sounds like a guy... He's just, just like a another guy. guy. He sounds way too normal, way too, I don't want to say articulate or well-spoken, but I can't come you up with a better word. In, insert number here, seconds. And what I liked about this is they actually explained how it's actually said in Japanese, where in literal Japanese, it's usually, I'll stop your breathing in, insert number here, seconds. Like, that's another one of those, it's very literal, and you kind of have to change it to adapt it to the English language. So I thought that was neat. It kind of gives me false hope, this article, because Viz says, so how do you take a show that was, you know, meant for standard size TV and turn it into letterbox? <laughs> let me, well, let me we asked. And, let me go ahead and just read that. Sure. Not only are the box sets a good deal, they are remastered in high definition and letterboxed. The obvious question would be, how can you letterbox something that was made to be shown on regular television in the first place? We asked. According to Funimation, when the show was first broadcast on TV, all four sides were cropped to avoid showing the edges of the actual frames, as they are often damaged or imperfect. A total of 10% is taken off the image in total by a process 
process called overscan. What Funimation has done is restore as much of the image as possible by doing away with the right and left cropping and making it letterboxed. Some we of this don't is need factual. To go into this. This is just nonsense. Episode 95. Okay, number two okay. is a battle of epic proportions. Ah. We're talking soap opera level fight here. Really? Yes. It's all about a woman. It's all about a woman? Oh, it's all about a woman. Wow, okay. I want to see Vegeta versus Yamcha. Mine number <laughs> one. Son Goku versus Piccolo. I should have known. Oh, I beat you to the punch. I'm so sorry. The fight between those two at the 23rd Tenkaichi Budokai is one of my favorite favorite fight it may be my favorite single fight in the entire series it is brutal towards the end and like you mentioned over and over piccolo states you know i'm not here to be your friend as soon as we're done i'm taking over the world man i'm gonna beat you i made this attack just to kill you that's Mm -hmm. hardcore yeah and i specifically remember towards the end of the frieza saga after they're all wished back to earth and uh piccolo has that flashback monologue thing where he thinks back to his fight with Goku and how he really wishes he had the honor of one more time really battling it out to really see who was the strongest there. Episode 96. Mm-hmm. Just a fun little thing you threw together. Yep. Happened to be done. And then let's briefly talk about Iron Editor because it's a fun little... Whoa! So what the hell was that? Our part exploded. I think something blew up somewhere, or fried, or fizzled, or otherwise self-destructed. Now is truly in a Dragon Ball Z video game, and that is pretty exciting. And of course the kitties have no idea who she is. Oh my god, I loved reading the comments on various other interweb message boards, and uh, it's not like the manga's not out, it's not like the TV series isn't out, but they have no idea who she is. And they're like, oh, I don't want to play as a little girl, blah, blah, blah. How can you not acknowledge the awesomeness that is Arale? Um, I how don't about know. bastardizes Toriyama's universe? Only if you let it. I think that describes a lot of what we're getting to. It's only that bad and adversely, negatively affects your love and phantom of the series if you allow it to. Right. Episode 97. Well. <laughs> Welcome to our panel, Dragon Ball Manga, A History. Normally, I would introduce ourselves and say, you know, who we are and what we've been doing with the series, but I think I know just about everyone in the room right now, so I don't need to do a whole lot. What Jump is, is a weekly, well, Weekly Jump is an anthology manga where you have a couple chapters from different series, and there's like little promo things and articles and all sorts of fun stuff. Shonen Jump is aimed at young boys, that's what Shonen means. And uh, Dragon Ball ran from 1984 to 1995 in Weekly Jump. This is widely considered the quote-unquote golden age of Jump is at its highest circulation over there in Japan. a whole bunch of uh, character designs and biographies and production art and galleries like the the eye catches and the ending animations. And there's actually some interviews and uh, art in the back. So there's, Goku penis. Thank you, Jeff. Yes. <laughs> Goku penis. Look how intent he was. <laughs> Dragon Ball is well known for Goku penis. <laughs> So I'll go ahead and cast this one I brought, number 34. Is, uh, I, I think this is kind of glossed over by fandom, and it was really important to me. Toriyama made a new ending for Dragon Ball that appeared in the Kanzenban here. Episode 98. The next thing I have written on my outline here is uh, Ani Manga. Lols. <laughs> I got two volumes of it. Oh, Mike. <laughs> 
You just had to buy them, didn't you? Yeah, I saw two of them book off. They were like five bucks a pop, so I grabbed them. But just kind of stretches his arms out to the side, and he's like, what are you doing? I'm a cross. <laughs> and, you know, vampires have a problem with crosses. Early on, so. I remember there was a comment about something like, oh, your R slash L sound a lot more like Ds than anything else. And maybe they still well, do. they do in Japanese. The Rs and the Ds sound very similar. Right. In fact, I had the longest time conversation with one of my professors back at college is trying to ask about the concept of rendaku, which is um, uh, an unvoiced consonant becoming voiced when it comes after certain syllables, because they thought that I was saying rendaku, which means like communication or contacting someone. Oh. Like, no, well, who, who do you need to get in touch with? And like, no, no, I'm asking a grammar question. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 99. I really need to make more friends my own age. I seem to really hit it off with people who are in like their. 60s or 70s. <laughs> uh, maybe I need an excuse to strike up a conversation with somebody, you know, in their 20s. Alrighty, so our topic today is giving a brief overview on our initial thoughts on Sparking Meteor, also known as Tenka Yichibiro Kai 3 in the US. We got uh, the game. You got it wrong. It's not. You said it the right way. Oh, I'm sorry. Force of habit. <laughs> Budu- <laughs> yeah. As soon as I go to reverse the words, I say it the, the weird commercial man way. Investigate with the game. For example, items, and this will kind of tie into the miscellaneous. I haven't done anything with the items at all yet. It just, like, why would I? I'm just going through story mode. As far as I can tell, items have no bearing on story mode whatsoever. Uh, even in the previous game, I don't think I did a whole hell of a lot with items, because uh, whatever. I, that almost ties into after I beat the game, I was kind of bored, so I didn't play anymore, so why would I investigate the items? Because all that's going to do is Alright, bump up the health on this guy. Whatever. But from what I've been looking through, there are some pretty interesting items in this game. For example, there's one where characters that can't fly, uh, it'll allow them to fly like the regular characters in the game. But then I feel like that's like fixing a broken game mechanic to allow you to play... Like, great, so a character that was somewhat different, now you can play as them as if they were just any other character in the game. So it's kind of like a good good thing and a bad thing. What are you Mm -hmm. looking forward to in doing? I'm looking forward forward to more characters. Yeah? Yeah. Is that just to play as them once? To play as them once, exactly. I'm learning to try to improve my own gameplay because I want to see how I can compare to you. Uh Because I know you have far more experience with the series than I do. Want to answer the other question? What was the worst criticism, email, response you guys have gotten for the Cider Podcast? Oh, man. You know, most of the really good ones we've read on the show. Right. I mean worst is usually just stuff like lols you're gay that kind of nonsense Even the youtube responses where they're like why do you hate the show so much dude this is gay just enjoy the show if we didn't enjoy the show why would we be making these videos in the first place i know right like totally goes over their heads kind of thing and i dedicate you know half a sunday to editing those things (laughs) it's not because i hate the show Episode 100. And then some clips from those episodes, and we're going to go from 1 to 100. 100 Wow, you're going to do a clip show from here, too? Yes, I am. I am going to take a clip from this episode, and it will be at the very end of the clip show. And you you are a thorough man. This is probably the clip right here. (laughs) Awesome. To the max. Wow. So there you go, folks. 100 episodes of Pure Awesomeness. From nearly the last two years of Dyson X, the podcast. Wow. That was uh, fun putting together and listening. I hope you've enjoyed it. 
and uh, we look forward to another 100 episodes with you. If you've listened thus far, you deserve one little extra omake fun little thing, so I have one last clip for you to end out the episode, and this is what happened as we were trying to record the little uh, opening bit there to the show with the description and the news and all that, so you can see some of the stuff we go through every week when we try to record this show. So here you go, and hopefully we'll see you next week for 101. Later, folks. Ears coming to us from Japan. Who the hell are you? Julian? Uh oh. Oh no. <laughs> At least you have a solid place to edit. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, uh, we lost the internet. Double- oh, it's back. Okay, so hold on. Go back to. Yeah, just click that. I did. Alright, hit red. Okay. Then double click Julian. Oh, it's connecting. Hold on. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, it lost the internet again. Why does this computer suck hard? Are the antennae not up again? And it's back. Oh, I just unplugged it! Fuck. Oh my god, let's make sure we still have internet. Oh no, I think I ruined the entire... Uh, oh, I did. Seems to be going. Hello? Okay, I salvaged the internet. It was weird. We lost internet on that computer, and then as I was fixing the antenna on the uh, router, I accidentally unplugged the router. So how we're still connected, I don't know. I don't know, it's magic. Okay, let's get back to it. All right, last we left, Mike said... I said, Julian! Oh, no, I said, who who the the hell hell are are you? you? Oh, my name is Julian.